Hello, everybody. Welcome to 1v1. I am your host this episode, Eddie V, the enlightening and exciting one. Joining me, if you guys have seen our Pride panel, you already know who this one is. Like I said before, he is the Deep Space Nine hunter of monsters in this world. Of course, the one and only LeBron D. <laughs> Hey there, hey there. Thanks for having me back, everybody. Exodus803 here. Uh, you can check me out at twitch.tv slash EXODUS803. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but uh, but it's, it's, it's under construction, so I won't give out the handles for that just yet. But uh, a lot of people, all you got to do, if you uh, check me out at, um, at, at, at Exodus803 on Twitter, you will eventually come across my YouTube channel. Yes, I... <laughs> We had a discussion about the Mass Effect play, and I, I love it. I, oh, thank you. I, I thank so you. I love it. Thank you. I'm being so slow on it though. Like I, I have a, I have a fourth episode that I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of editing and doing right now for it. Uh, but basically, just, basically, just for anyone that did not catch me on the, on the, on the, uh, on the Pride podcast, basically what I, what I did, because uh, uh, I've, I've crossed the dark side. I'm a PC gamer now. I, I was a long storied console gamer um and one of my last good experiences on console games was uh the mass effect trilogy i was one of those guys i didn't play it when it came out one by one by one on xbox three on xbox 360 same here i played the trilogy when they released it on ps3 same here That's a, dude it took me a day and a half to download everything Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, i didn't pay for all the i didn't pay for all the dlc not until i got the pc version but mm. uh but uh but uh i did but I did get I did get the important DLCs uh, for for Mass Effect. So you got the for, luckily for us, uh, if you bought the the trilogy, whether it was the Xbox version or the PS or, or the PS3 version, you uh, for the first game you got all the all the the exclusive DLC, so the extra the additional mission stuff for the first yes. Mass Effect. For the second Mass Effect though, you had to buy you had to buy the Lair of the Shadow Broker, and you had to buy the um and you had to buy the Arrival and. I, I tell a lot of people if you want to, if you can't figure out what to spend the money on, spend the money on the arrival, the arrival uh, DLC because that's the primer for Mass between Mass Effect two and three. Yes. And then for Mass Effect three, if you have to if you have to if you have to pay for any of the five DLCs that come out for that one, definitely get From Ashes because From Ashes gets you an additional character. Uh, it gets you. It gets you Javik, the um, the 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 lost Prothean. And if you have to get, and if you have to spend money on any other one before you spend money on Omega, I would say spend money on the Citadel, the Citadel DLC, because the Citadel DLC that was basically Bioware's love letter to all the fans. Uh, you you had you wound up getting an entire. I want to say it was like another good five six hours of gameplay. Uh, basically shenanigans ensue there's a clone <laughs> of shepherd and it's just crazy oh and you oh and uh and and by the way having the having the citadel dlc you get to have sex twice in the in the entire mass effect 3 game yes. <laughs> you get your you get your one your your one obligated one from just playing the game but you get a bonus one for playing through the citadel <laughs> yes all right but anyway uh so yeah so right now my 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 labor of love project right now is uh is is i'm doing a complete replay of the mass effect of the mass effect trilogy plus andromeda uh and what i'm doing is mass the original mass effect game came out in 2007 
and uh and i i i knew i wanted to play mass effect again uh but then i discovered the world of modding and found out that some people have put some blood sweat and tears into like remastering mass effect on their own before before we started getting any of these swirlings around of uh of possible remasters from ea and bioware right now uh so right now on my youtube channel i'm actually playing i'm actually playing recording and uploading a complete remaster of Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, complete in 4K with advanced textures. I've even I've even got mods that are actually putting the putting some of the dialogue that was cut out and left on the cutting room floor back into the game. Uh, there's a couple there's a couple of flip side options now. Like for example, uh, no matter what game you're playing, you can romance any gender. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, and there's 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 some other things. Um, there's also some quality of life things. For example, like no more no more lingering in an elevator for four minutes. Oh. And uh and and I and I did install a mod that's supposed to make the Mako a little more tolerable, and it is ten percent more tolerable than it was in the original run. So take take that for what it is. But yeah, uh, I've got a video right now that I just uploaded my third video right before the Fourth of July weekend. Uh, and uh, and please like like check out my channel. Just just go just go to my Twitter. Just go to my Twitter. Uh, just just just. Put in my handle on Twitter. You will find you'll find the details to my YouTube channel because I, I pretty much I try to hype it up whenever I can. And then you will get to the channel and please subscribe, leave me comments, let me know things because this is my first. Uh, I'm a baby streamer right now. Like uh, I've had a Twitch mm-hmm. channel, I've had a Twitch channel for about four months. I've had my YouTube channel going for about two, and I'm just I'm still learning the ropes about everything, but I'm having a blast doing it. And I and and I promise you, I will continue to upload stuff. I play Monster Hunter all the time. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and I've been I and I go back and forth between streaming on Twitch for Monster Hunter and YouTube for Monster Hunter. But my Mass Effect stuff is exclusively on YouTube right now, and I'm also planning on uploading because I play this mobile game called Teppin. I'm also going to start uploading some of my matches from there. Oh, and speaking of Teppin, uh, another uh, game that rhymes with Teppin called Tekken, I play that as well too. So you're going to start seeing more content from me uh, in in the days to come. (laughs) I have got to see you play Tekken. (laughs) I can't play Tekken. This is a weird thing. I can't play Tekken, but I love when i love watching people play tekken i love so caliber 2 is still my fave mm-hmm. like game wait, wait, Cal- two two yeah okay 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 yeah no, no, no 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 don't don't read into what i'm saying no I'm, I'm there's no shade here because i'm trying to figure out like i do like soul caliber 2 soul caliber 3 was not fun for me because uh because that was when that was when arcade game arcade fighting games was transitioning just completely to console yeah. and so street fighter not street fighter soul caliber 3 uh in my opinion was one of those was one of those games that came out broken because they didn't really have time to test it and patch it like arcade the arcade the arcade game cycle is where is where games get get tested and proven before they come home and they make and basically when the home version comes out that's the final complete version of the game that that you know they want so like the balance patches are all there and stuff like that in this day and age now though like we get balance patches live now you know but back then if your game if your game came out and your guy had like a like a like a like a like a like a a combo juggler that came out in four frames hey that's hey that was life <laughs> Everybody might be playing with that character because he's probably the o- most OP character in the game at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I 
Oh, goodness. I, because Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube with Link, that was my guy. And I played Soul Edge on PS1. Mm. And then I played Soul Calibur on uh, Dreamcast. Oh, yes. Uh, I wasn't good at Retro Fighter, but I still played. Like, a lot of the 3D fighters I was... I wasn't good at, but you give me a 2D fighter, loved it. Bloody War is still my favorite, one of my favorite 3D <laughs> writers. That so was a, me, uh, two, uh, that was a two, that was a two, uh, 2.5D game. The uh, Bloody Roar, <laughs> games like Bloody Roar, uh, Battle Royale Toshinden, <laughs> those games that really like like messed around with uh with the with the with the arena and how everything circled. Like those games were those games were a blast. Um. <sighs> Hello, everybody. We are back. Uh, sorry about the break. Um, but yeah, uh, I was talking about Soul Calibur, and then I brought up Bloody War. As you said, two point five. <laughs> uh, I love Bloody War. That's such a great game. Bloody War was it was it was a fun game. Um, I used to play with the uh, with the it wasn't it wasn't a hedgehog. It was like a, I think it was a badger or something like that. Yeah, uh, that character. I used to love that character because he had that he had that throw that was basically he he jumps on your shoulders, like flips over you, and just slams you <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> Uh yes, uh, and I know there's a history of Bloody War on YouTube, so guys do check that out. But I, I want to kind of ask you, LeBron, how did you get into uh, content creation? Content or, creation. or let's even jump back. How did you get into video games? Like, what was what made you start playing video games? I grew up in the '80s, and arcades were the thing back then. And yes. then you know, like, and then you know, basically. Uh, my parents, my parents got sick of me asking to always be taken to an arcade all the time, so they mm-hmm. bought me an Atari twenty six hundred. My mom had one too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that basically was the start of it. And uh, and then like uh, like the Atari, like my my parents had to have felt bad for me because um because they got me Atari twenty six hundred, and like a year later the 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 video game crash happened. And there was you could not find a video game anywhere. You you couldn't find one. My parents felt bad for me, so um so I didn't actually have a legit video game system for and from the time the crash happened until the NES era started. Wow, my yeah. my mom had the my mom and my dad they had the twenty six hundred. They end up getting the seventy two hundred. Oh man! Um, oh, oh, you were oh you were you were living life, man. Arcade perfect games on on that system. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my neighbors, they had the Commodore 64. Uh, Which was basically a glorified PC. Pretty much, yes. Uh, and I didn't get my first console to the NES. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, let me. Uh, uh, you know what, though? I got you. I, 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 I'm mad at you right now, though. You had the perfect version of Popeye and Miss Pac-Man. I'm so mad at you. Well, you, you're going to be a little bit madder because my brother had the Sega Master System, so... <laughs> I had Sega Master System, too. Uh, so, we, so yeah, we had the arcade perfect version of uh, of Ghouls and Ghosts. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, no, see, the Master... No, no, Master System. I'm thinking Sega Genesis. I'm thinking Sega Genesis. Master System was... Double Dragon. Yes. Okay, thank you. I did not have a Master System. So, yeah, okay, so, yeah, you and you, your family can, you know, go jump up, <laughs> go jump up a very long bridge. <laughs> Uh, uh <laughs> wow but but yeah uh but good to you like uh, how was gaming in your in in your time because you said you were in what germany at that time um okay uh, so 
So the so we had the Atari twenty six hundred, and this was maybe like a couple of years before my parent before my dad got because my I'm I'm from a military family. My dad was in the army. Um, so I want to say the twenty six hundred was maybe like a year or two before my dad got orders to Germany. Uh, but like I said, the video game crash happened. Uh, we went to Germany in eighty. Went to Germany in eighty four. So the video game crash happened. I want to say right. I want, if it didn't happen in eighty in. Maybe the video game crash happened in '84 because it was hard to find video games. So my parents were like, "We're not gonna. We we don't feel like we needed to take this video game system with us." So I didn't have an Atari or a video game. I didn't have I didn't have a video game system at all until the Game Boy came out for Nintendo. Ooh, that was like '89, '90. Because you got to remember, the Famicom was already out in, in Japan, but it was but the NES was not out in in the states yet. But they, but but between us getting the NES and the Famicom and the Famicom, you know, already being out, we got the first Game Boy. If I'm not mistaken, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm for some strange reason, I maybe maybe I have it wrong because um I remember having the Game Boy before I had a, a, an NES. Uh, so I probably had I probably had a Game Boy, and then. For Christmas that year, they got me the full blown NES. I, I think okay. that's how it happened. I think it's how it happened because I didn't get I didn't get a video game I didn't get a video game an actual console again until we got back to the states, and I just happened to be over at some buddies' houses and they're playing freaking Mar- Super Mario and Ghosts and Goblins and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and I went and badgered the living hell out of my parents until <laughs> until Santa put one under the tree that year. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, cause I yeah because I had the NES in around eighty nine or ninety because I had moved in that time. Uh, I ended up getting the Game Boy for Christmas that year, and Tetris was like my first game. And then the second game that I had or Christmas gift that I had along with it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, 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 that br- wait, Game Boy. Yes, not not, not NES because the NES Ninja Turtles was brutal. I I had that one already. And the furthest I got to that was the Technodrome. <laughs> I never beat that game. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, a Dark Souls <laughs> game and everybody. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Because they also had the one uh you it was the like kind of aqua blue and you used to go to room to room. Yeah. Um it wasn't yeah. Xenomorphs. It wasn't that one. It wasn't an arcade space one. But you was like a knight and stuff. And you would have to go through different rooms. Uh, and there was like a black ball that you had to fight. I got to look at the game. But it was on NES. That was, escape- that was escaping me. Because um, I, I don't know why. You were talking about a knight going room to room. I'm thinking Dragon... 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 Was it Dragon? What was Dragon Warrior was what it was called before it became Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. Yes. Yeah. I don't um, think it was that one though, right? No, it wasn't that one. Um, okay. There was a Dragon Ball game, but it was named something else on it. Oh yeah, yeah, and I remember I, that. I, was just, I remember that one. Uh, yeah. So then, then after the, oh, go keep going. Oh no. Uh, of course, if you had, because if you had Turtles, of course you had Castlevania, you had yes. Contra, mm-hmm. you had um, Ninja Gaiden. Let me let uh, me let me roll down a list of NES games that I, that I that I know I I owned. Um, of course, Star Wars Mario. Uh, so I had all three Mario games. Uh, um, um, I had Ghosts and Goblins, but I hated that game. So I found a friend that traded me because because oh that was the thing about it. Like 
I wanted Ghosts and Goblins when I found out I was on NES, but I was mm-hmm. not ready for the NES version of Ghosts and Goblins because when we were in Germany, like one of the most popular arcades at the time was Ghosts and Goblins. So just imagine playing the arcade version of Ghosts and Goblins and then getting the any and then getting the NES one. Which was the reverse for me because I thought Ghosts and Goblins was an NES game and that then became an arcade. arcade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well uh well yeah, uh it's, uh, so like I I I somehow found I somehow found the friend that he wanted Ghosts and Goblins and out of all the games that he had that he had that I even was maybe thought about wanting to play he had Mega Man too <gasps> and <sighs> and somehow this guy actually traded me Mega Man two for Ghosts and Goblins I think I win <laughs> oh yes you definitely I win. think I win you definitely win <laughs> he traded me. It was weird because, like, Meg Metal, I got that for Christmas. And when I got to that dragon level, when you had to <laughs> hop everywhere, if you were not skilled enough, if you yeah, control if you, a, know, if you didn't know the if you didn't know the timing because you had to jump onto the block, pause for a second because the screen was automatically scrolling at that point, and then you had to time your jump again. If you didn't time your jump right, if you if you even like bumped into the sh- into the dragon, it was an instant kill <laughs> until yes. until it was time to fight it. <laughs> I spent three whole days trying to beat Mega Man eight, three. Mega two. Man Mega Man two. Oh yes. For some strange reason, I Mega Man two games. I guess I guess I played Mega Man two games the same way I played played Metroid game. Uh, played Metroid. Uh, as a matter of fact, Metroid was another game that was in my library for NES. Uh, and that was a game that was a game that I had until until like the the freaking wheels fell off of my Nintendo. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I can tell you right now, uh, when my Nintendo officially retired, I still had, I still had four games, Metroid, uh, Metroid, um, Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, and Super Mario 3. Those are the last games I had when my Nintendo finally, like, you know, like, died. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so what other games did I have? Uh, I had um, oh Rygar, remember that one? Be Rygar, yep. Uh, Rygar. Uh, I did have Ninja Turtles at one point, but yeah, that 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 game didn't stay in my library long. Metal Gear, <laughs> I had I had Metal Gear and I had Snake's Revenge. Uh, okay, I I played Metal Gear and I played Snake's Revenge and never beat those games. Didn't understand what the world to do in them. Just you know, no you cool. know what? You know what? That's the pro- That was the problem with, with NES games that came over to the states. They did a, they did a horrible job of translating them so like the instruction booklets didn't make sense and didn't give you any idea to, to figure out what to do with them so you had to get a Nintendo Power magazine to even to even have a stand uh, chance and you and you had to pray that uh, that you, while you had a subscription to Nintendo Power that they covered mm. your game <laughs> yes uh, because uh, because while Nintendo Power covered Mega Man two they did not cover Mega Man three and uh, no. And anyone that played Mega Man three, they were in for the shock of their lives when they beat the eight robot bosses, and then they had to fight the eight bosses from the original from Mega Man two all over again. And they had to go back through four sta- four different stages. Yes, <laughs> which is a crazy thing because Mega Man three, I think, was the only game. Uh, well, bef- before they started doing the new Mega Man, is that Mega Man three was a split in the bosses because yes. four of the three four of the bosses. Oh no! Five of the bosses went together. Three of the bosses went went together, mm-hmm. and none of the five went to any of the three. 
And I did yeah. not, re- I really did not realize that because I was, I started off with Top Man, but you then know, I, I, but then I switched it over to uh, Magnet Man. Wait, 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 the you, first. wait, wait, you did Magnet Man stage first? I did Magnet Man stage first. That's crazy. I know a lot of people that either, I, I went Snake Man, then Top Man. I know a lot of people that, that either went, that usually went Top Man and then went to Shadow Man. But I've never heard anyone doing Magnet Man first. That that stage is because mm-hmm. don't you need don't you need like the rush jet to get through certain parts of them? That that's stage? in <laughs> uh, no, that's in Mega Man Two. Okay, okay. Mega Man Three, Mega Man Three, you can make those jumps with the blocks. Okay, okay. You know what? Okay, so Mega Man Two, Mega Man Three. Who had the best soundtrack? Which one? Which one had the best soundtrack? Go, go. Mega Man Two. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Yep, uh, Mega Man Two. Uh, in my opinion, Mega Man Two inches out Mega Man Three by a by a fraction. Uh, uh, and I, and and I feel like it resonates with me better is because I spent the most time with Mega Man Two. Like, okay, if I wanted if I wanted a quick adventure, I played Mega Man Two. If I wanted a a full a full on ride, I played Mega Man Three. See, if I wanted a long adventure, I played two. If I wanted a short adventure, I played three because oh. I beat. I beat three. I beat three within an hour, hour and a half on Christmas Day, right after I got it. Are you kidding me? No kidding. Are you I, kidding me? I no kidding. I and I didn't know the. I did not as a you kid. You did not know did the not, boss order. Nope. Who knows the boss order when they first get it though? Like I, when I played Mega Man, when I played Mega Man Two for the first time, when I played Mega Man Two for the first time, I think I actually went with the Crash Man stage first. That was oh. bad. That was a that was a mistake. <laughs> I went to Metal. I went to Metal Man because of going to Cut Man of Mega Man One. Oh, you! Oh, you! You poor devil! <laughs> Why? And it's a. It's a because because Metal Man stage had a whole bunch of the the stage itself wasn't hard, but the stage had a bunch of setups. Like you had an extra E can somewhere that you needed that you needed option one or two or three to get, mm-hmm. and you also had and you also had a, um and you also had a one up. That you had to you had to jump on you had to jump to the other side, throw option two out, which was the 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 prototype rush jet, yeah, and then, and then ride over there and hope you had enough energy to ride back to the other side, <laughs> or you just or you just wasted that extra man you just got. But the thing about it is, Metal uh, Metal Man's uh, saw blades was the powerful weapon in the whole game. It was game. it was the most powerful. We- it, no, yeah, as a matter of fact, I think if they're I think when they put a tier list together for the for the weapons, Metal Man was the most powerful one because it was the most versatile one. It had eight way it had eight way eight way direct yeah. shooting. Um, and I think second place to that was um was 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 uh was was Crash Man, the bombs. Like, yes. The only the only the only con to that was like you only sh- you only shoot the thing five times. <laughs> Yeah, cause I yeah, cause I went from metal man to wood man. Yeah, that 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 doesn't work. <laughs> yes, but it was taking off energy, so yeah. I was just making sure that I jump over the least. You're supposed to actually start with air man. Exactly. Did not yeah. know that. I'm well, like, yeah, I didn't know that in my first playthrough, but 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 ultimately I wound up it was air man, crash man. Wait, yeah, air man, crash man. I don't know why I did Crash Man second because technically, well, Airman's Airman's weapon owns him, but you don't really yes. because you don't honestly you can go to you can go to Crash Man like next to last because of the last stage you want to go to is uh, is Quick Man. Um, yeah, because Flash Man, you need Flash Man, you need Flash Man unless unless you unless you're a G, 
and can get through and can get through the laser beam areas. You needed Flash. You needed Flash Man's weapon. <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy Parrish from Retronauts could. <laughs> I I believe it. I believe it. I'm like, you got to be because I will always say, be like, nope, not today, Satan. <laughs> Freeze. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Legend of Zelda was another one. Like, man, I love Legend of Zelda. Uh, I, I did. Sick. I had the second one. I do not like. I didn't like the second one. I no. Like, that's another. You know, that's that's one of those ones. They they changed too quickly. They changed too quickly. Like, it's like it's like oh, like oh, you love the first one. Here, play the second one. Like a whole a whole new control scheme. I was like, it's like you get you can actually get lost in the woods now. Like like what was that all about? Right. <laughs> You speaking to go? You cursed? I'm like, I'm supposed. I'm like, wait, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, uh, Metroid, of course. Um. Metroid was. Metroid was. Metroid was one of those games that you know. Um. That. That was. That was a game I discovered. I don't know. I don't honestly know how I discovered it. Uh. But when I got it for the first time and I played it, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is this is my fuck my 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 freaking game here. Like I just. There was something about it, and and I mean, yeah, like I I I was one of those people that I had to go find a Nintendo Power magazine, uh, to to see everything about this game because man, like you know, there's only three bosses in the game, the uh, Craid, Ridley, and Mother Brain. But I yeah. swear to you, like Craid, the little small little freaking hedgehog thing would destroy you in like in like five hits <laughs> if you didn't know what you wow. were doing. Wow. If you didn't know what you were doing, um, of course, of course, like uh, like like the little, like some of the areas, like in like in Craig's Lair, for example, if you fell down that one that one shaft, mm-hmm. and the only way you could get back up if you didn't have the if you didn't have the freeze beam was you had to use the bomb trick to scale the walls. Oh man, I me and me and Metroid had a history, but Metroid <laughs> is one of my favorite NES sci-fi games to this day. Can I tell you that people are still shocked and you may be shocked about this 2010 metroid other m was my game of the year i can see it i can see it like a lot of people a lot of people metroid other m polarized a lot of people like it it polarized the fan base and and this is after being polarized from metroid prime (laughs) well people love metroid prime they love like they love the prime series but then when they got metroid other m they didn't expect what that came out to be and i understand that it has some plot problems but i'm just like you got to realize the reason why i love this game and the reason why i love it is because this is a new level of, of team ninja doing action yeah if you played the three modern ninja guiding games go look at that crazy mess that they did with <laughs> not only with the difficulty but with the cameras and with the fighting and stuff like Team Ninja simplified their fighting and their style in that game. And it was just like, this makes them work with Nintendo to make other M. Yeah, there were some plot points and some and some stuff, but when you get down to the gameplay, yeah, it's pretty it good. Solid, it had solid gameplay. I, I will say that. Like, yeah, like, uh, some of the shortcomings with the, uh, I think the biggest shortcoming with the, with the story of uh of other M was the fact that was the fact that it looked like they didn't know how to write for Samus. Yeah. When and it's and it's crazy to think that a game like Super Metroid did a better job of writing out that character yes. than the games that came out in the future after Super Metroid. 
you know the uh, i think i think the only other i think i think there's only i think the only other game that fleshes her out better is metro fusion Like Metroid Fusion is dialogue heavy. The Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance one that was a sequel yes. to Super Metroid. I think that was dialogue. It's, it's dialogue heavy, but you actually learn a lot about Samus in that, that game. Metroid Fusion, as difficult as it is, that was a horror game. That was Aliens done. Yes, Nintendo style. As a matter, I, I saw I saw a retrospective on that, and they said, and they said, and they said for a game. That have ran on so many limitations because let's look at it, let's think about this. The Game Boy Advance was some limited hardware, mm-hmm. but they squeezed every ounce of action they could get in that little tiny cartridge, and it and it was it was a nail biter because I mean, come on, man, SAX had all your powers. It could see through. It could see you through the walls. <laughs> it, it was like, oh, I see you. Oh, super bomb and blow the walls up and 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 boom, you're out there. Oh. Uh, I- yeah, I was just like, ah! <laughs> she would come in. Two shots you know, and you were dead. It did It did not matter how many upgrades you had. Two shots and you were dead because she was hitting you with that wave beam. <laughs> I was just like, what is this thing? But then, finally, at the end, and it was just like, yeah, Fusion was kind of like the end of it. Other M was, takes place before Fusion. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, one of the games that's all that, I think Metroid Zero Mission really fleshed out Samus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You yes. know, and definitely after you beat the game and you play like that new portion of the game, oh, it's yeah. just like, oh wow, like I did yeah. all of the, that I did not know. The Chazodia map, yeah. Uh actually that was great because um because here's uh, see, I also looked at a retrospective on just the Nintendo uh, on just the Metroid franchise throughout mm-hmm. throughout Nintendo's history. And and when the original Metroid game came out. Like even though even though like uh, the the instruction manual actually had like four or five pages of like actual backstory for the Metroid game, and it talked about Samus, um, how she's a bounty hunter that has alien powers and stuff like that. So, so here we go. Uh, like twenty years later, uh, uh, you know, Zero Mission comes out, and they actually show the origins of how she got her powers in that in that final mission and it's and it's it's just mind-blowing a lot of people didn't realize that that's what was going on they actually because i think i think when you start the game and Mm -hmm. when you hear her ship landing and said and i think it says something like this is my story uh i think she's like it's like either this is my story or this is the beginning of it all yes and you know you play the game and you see the history and all that stuff and it's like oh man oh man like this is like a homecoming and I, and I just feel like we got slighted because, like, we got we got Metroid Fusion, which basically finished off the storyline that where Super Metroid ended. Yes. Uh, but we never got a re we never got a remake of Super Metroid, and I and it just makes me so sad. I I been I I said you know which it may happen, and I was just like, if they make Super Metroid, if they remake it, that's fine. I kind of feel like that game has been done i feel like i feel like it's coming though i feel like it's coming though because because the 3ds uh samus returns Mm -hmm. was phenomenal yes yes was phenomenal like i like 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 if they're going to do super metroid you got i'm not even worried about the gameplay and the layout i'm worried about how this game looks it has to be Detail. Would you would you like it in the style of uh, of Zero Mission and Fusion, or would you like it in the style of, of Samus Returns? 
I kind of would. Hmm. It's a good question, isn't it? It's a good question. I don't want it in sprite, and I don't want it in three D. Oh wow. Oh wow. So what, I, you, want it, you want it more like Prime? I kind of want it more maybe, uh, like, like, like Grease or Streets of Rage for like something hand drawn animated. Mm. Okay. 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 So because I think that I I think with Super Metroid it needs this comic sand look to it. Okay. Okay. I, and, I, I I can get that. And it needs to, because I'm like, there's areas in there that needs to look dark. That they, but get, one thing for sure though, they have to, they have to, they have to not, they have, they cannot monkey around with the music because the oh, Super no. Metroid soundtrack is one of the greatest Nintendo soundtracks ever. Yes, yes. Um, the, the area where you're going to like the sinking ship area when it's the water and stuff. Yes, that has to be creepy. And I don't think 3D. I don't think 3D could do it or anything. Or sprite base could really make it. Like you literally just like a I a I think following you coming down. Just like some like add some creepiness. And I think like a hand draw a hand draw comic style will. Like what kind of fix that or anything, and mm-hmm. maybe and and maybe if you like pre-order it, you could get a a DVD comic book or something that you just <laughs> put in your DVD player and kind of oh. just like oh, like, careful now, uh, N- Nintendo is not all about that life. <laughs> <laughs> when they showed that uh Star Fox for Star Fox Zero, when they showed that anime, I was just like, I need this. I I we was talking about uh anime er- earlier everybody before we got into the show and we were talking about manga and stuff and um and uh um who did ninja scroll who did that animation that was um to- one of the big Tovic? names names who i think did- it was to- i think it was tovic studio oh. i think so i think so you know you know what i said i wasn't going to open the browser and start looking at stuff but let's see something here uh ninja scroll was uh Ninja Scroll. Who animated it? That's what I need to know. The anime. Why is it not saying? It's the same. It it's the same. Okay, well, I'm not sure who the studio was, but it says it was the same studio. It was the same studio. They did one of the segments of uh, in the Animatrix. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> It's it's a real known. I think it starts oh, yeah. with an M. Toho and Movic, 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 Movic. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. If they could do like the animation and stuff for it, I would be so down with that. For for Metroid. For Metroid, like if they Super, were doing like for a Super Metroid remake. Yes. Hell, for, hell. You know what? Actually, you know what? You know what? Scrap it. Let's just let's just have them do. Let's just have them do a Metroid adaptation. <laughs> don't even make them. Don't even have them doing the artwork for the game. <laughs> oh, oh no, not for the game. I'm sorry. I was talking about for the DVD, like oh, okay, the company okay. for the look and stuff. Because I'm, because man, Metroid. I I could see Metroid as a movie, but Metroid is such a personal honestly, adventure as a game. Honestly, if I were to say have an animation studio do it, I'd say the same group of people who did Ghost in the Shell. They make they make the major look 
look like look like a work of art yes. with the way she moves, how they animate her and everything. And I'm telling you, man, like shoot, she might Monogo Kuzanagi is probably Samus Aaron in a, in a different life. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's tough. She's a one person army, but she can but she will use a team if she needs to and stuff like that. Uh, she's got tech and gadgets, you know, out the wazoo and stuff like that. You know that that's my. Per- but also, I'm a fanboy. I love Metroid and I love Ghost in the Shell, so I'm I'm a fanboy. <laughs> What's the game? Can 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 we be boyfriends? <laughs> You know what? Uh, the way this conversation is going, it might happen. <laughs> I hear right now I might have a boyfriend at the end. <laughs> so, uh, I know Corey gonna look at this and be like, uh, it, you can't be hitting on the gas. I'm like, uh, well, let's continue on. <laughs> That's just that. So, All right, what's, uh, wait, are, so we got sidetracked because we were talking about how I got into content creation, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So. All right. So, also, well, we're really – it's been something I've wanted to do for, for, for a while. Um, I can't say it's for, for the longest time. Like, it was my burning desire because um, I used to write – I used to be a, um, I used to be a senior editor for, for, for a web blog called Pop Culture Shock. And me and a bunch of buddies, we used to, we used to write and, and do podcasting too. But we used to write about, like, all the pop culture stuff that's going on. So, like, comic books, TV shows, movies, music, video games, stuff like that. And, um, and I was a contributor. I, I was with I – was, I, was, I was a member of the team for, I want to say, like, six or seven years. Uh, and it was something I did, you know. You know, you know, secondary to my actual job because I, because uh, I used to work for the devil that we know is called GameStop. <laughs> yeah, and I and I did that in the interim. And actually, when um, and actually when um, when I when I no longer work for GameStop, I continued to do that for about three years before ultimately we we shut the blog down. Like we weren't we weren't getting the readership anymore. Like the mm-hmm. like the like the click the the click the the click throughs weren't happening the way they used to and stuff like that. So we just we just basically uh, we archived the site. And uh, and but but uh, so once I started working because uh, I work for a tech for an IT tech company now, and um and and I actually got more and more into computers and electronics and stuff like that, and slowly rekindled like this whole thing for me getting back into it because I I shifted to the dark side and became a PC gamer uh, after years and years and years of being just a console gamer. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you you shifted to the dark side. I think you just found another platform to play games. Well, according to my friends who are mad that I don't, I do not play Monster Hunter anymore on PS4. Like I'm, 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 I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> You're playing Monster Hunter. That's all that matters to me. I don't care where you play it from. I look. I bought Monster Hunter World. I bought Monster Hunter World on Xbox One and PS4 for anybody who wanted to play that game. Okay, I, I can't say I bought I, I can't say I bought it for PS4 and and PC for anybody that wants to play the game because you can't find me on PC version anymore. I, I no longer I no longer have an active subscription to PlayStation Plus. You uh, so so I mean someone have to pay money for me to get back onto the game, but they'd also have to like wait for me to catch up to where I'm at now with my <laughs> PC. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and, I, and I tell people I was like, hey, like you know, get the PC version. It's not it's not like the PC version, you know, is like is going to like have you like invest a whole bunch of money into the system. Uh, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to bog you guys down with, with, uh, with, with tech talk and jargon, you know, as far as like what you need for a computer, but like the average, the average gaming computer that you buy in a store right now, will run monster hunter just fine. And, and you, and you won't have to spend like quadruple thousands of dollars. <laughs> right. 
yeah uh but uh but yeah my yeah i got friends who were kind of who were kind of upset at me it's, it's funny too because like i was in group chat with some friends the other day and uh and one of them was like hey when i get monster hunter are we playing and and i just and i wasn't even thinking i just immediately like responded i'm like you're getting on pc and then everybody else joined like no he's not getting on pc <laughs> so, every, so everybody's everybody's sick of my shit <laughs> uh, i uh, yeah. i yeah, I enjoy watching you play Monster Hunter, and oh, I, just, I, 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 I gag and laugh, and like, I'm like, I, I want to be there with him and talk to him during this game. Like, oh, I you literally, see, I literally, see it all. You see the triumphs, the mistakes, because uh, I, I make some mistakes, because, because uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter since it was, uh, uh, since it was a thing back on PS2 with the yes. fir- very first game where the where the learning curve was was infinitely hard like you had to you had to learn how to cook meat (laughs) you had to learn how to cook meat can i tell you that me and jesse was talking about monster hunter and i was talking about the ssd and i was just like people were modding their playstation 2s and their systems so that things could say well things could load fast yeah and when you look at ssds um, before what Series X and PlayStation Five was doing, you could see videos of people comparing Monster Hunter loading regularly mm-hmm. versus it being on the SSD. Like people loading were mining their systems, loading it off the disc versus loading off the disc and the RAM in the in the in the original base game to loading it to the PlayStation hard drive and doing load times then and then. People who still have freaking PlayStations when, S- when SSDs were expensive, a freaking, a freaking, I want to, what was he? The 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 standard size when SSDs first came out was freaking, I want to say sixty gigabytes. J- just mm-hmm. imagine that sixty gigabytes. Like my computer right now has like seventeen terabytes in it. Dang. Spread spread across like seven different hard drives, of course. But <laughs> um, but um, but. You spent, you spent nearly five hundred dollars for a sixty gigabyte hard drive. Sixty gigabyte, sixty gigabytes right now is one freaking video game. You buy The Last of Us, you need two, you need two sixty gigabyte hard drives to play that game. Yeah, <laughs> to load that game. <laughs> yes. So the fact that they were using SSDs in 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 the old brick style PlayStations to load that game and then seeing those load rate those load times was man that's I I, I need to go YouTube and see that because like, uh, yeah cuz when World came out cuz when World came out I got it first on PlayStation 4 well you could only get it on PlayStation 4 or Xbox because uh because the PC version wasn't ready it took them 9 months to get the PC version ready you know uh Capcom if you want to have a conversation about that find me at <laughs> x803 on Twitter <laughs> but uh but yeah it took them 9 months to get the PC version ready which you know kind of slighted us you know kind of slighted cuz I honestly Monster Hunter is my game, so I want to play the I want to play it with the most phenomenal experience I can. And I knew I was going to get that experience on PC. You know, mm-hmm. unlock unlock frame rate, um, unlock frame rate. Uh, I don't know why my I don't know why my <laughs> I guess I'm being animated right now while I'm talking to you because uh, this is actually recording. <laughs> this is actually recording me like I'm actually like exercising. <laughs> <laughs> I already, I already ran two miles today. I'm not running anymore today. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, you know, unlock frame rate. You know, because uh, the PS, the PlayStation version 
was locked. The PlayStation version was locked. The PlayStation and the Xbox version was locked at 30 frames per second. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, like 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 textures and stuff were 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 were, were locked in at certain at certain at certain levels and stuff like that. You've seen my gameplay of Monster Hunter on PC. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't even look like the same game, does it? And guess it what? It does. Not. There are there are no mods. Like I mean, there are no mods for the actual game itself. I've got a bunch of mods in my Monster Hunter game for like for some things to change quality of life stuff. Like for example, you know, there are certain items you have in your item box. There's no reason why you should be just carrying one of them. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a waste. You know, stuff like that. But uh, but yeah. but but the but the PC version versus the console version, night and day difference. And I'm not even saying it like the console versions are just a bad game. If you want the best experience, which is what I wanted from Monster Hunter, which is why I felt so, which is why I felt so, I was jaded. You know when console version came out first and i was like oh well the pc version is coming fall of this year and I'm like y'all just released monster hunter in january it's coming out in fall <laughs> come on guys <laughs> so so yeah uh, and so finally the pc version comes out and you know i'm seeing this game load on my ssd and i'm sort of like you know you 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 post a quest you initiate a quest and you depart for a quest and then it's like two seconds later you're in the quest or in the console version is like seven seconds later you're in the quest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Differences. Yes. because uh, you was fighting uh when I started watching you, you were I think you and random players was finding like that really big dragon and you had to hide behind the rocks that he carried and stuff. <laughs> you remember that one that Zin- he uh, kicked- Safi Jiva. Yeah. He he for some unknown reason he killed everybody yeah. and no one knew and I was on your side like what the world happened yeah okay so he wasn't supposed to do he wasn't supposed yeah. to do something that you something see. something glitched in the game because basically he he has like he call, he has like what we call a supernova attack well, but basically but basically he's not supposed to do that nova attack unless he's done another attack which causes a cover system he basically fires a beam at at, at the ceiling and it causes a bunch of stalactites to drop on the ground and that creates your cover usually when he usually he sprays that beam and that's your signal that, that nova's coming because that nova usually happens you know a couple of minutes after like the stalactites have hit the ground and you actually have something to run behind this sucker does it this sucker he just did a Nova. He destroyed the he destroyed the rocks that were our cover system. And then three minutes later, he does it again without blasting the cover out from the ceiling. And it's like, wait a minute. And it caused everybody it caused us to fail the whole mission because everybody died. <laughs> it's yes. an instant kill. And I was I I my mouth was a gate. Like, I was what? <laughs> I was so I was so mad because uh because we're on the final level too, which means he was about to well she was about to die, but yeah. apparently she was like not today. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like I got some more killing to do, and I, I think I because I think me because you was you I think you put the controller down for a good thirty seconds, and I was just I was I was watching the stream like. What happened? Because I think I hit you like after the stream. I think I messaged you. You'd yeah. be like, "What the world just happened?" Yeah, yeah. It was, it, yeah. But you know, every, you know, every now and then, game games have glitches, and you know, that wasn't like a game breaking glitch or anything. You know, stuff like that happens sometimes. That's not the first time. That's not the first time ever in in a game like Monster Hunter where like it didn't properly reset to give you the fair advantage of being able to to defend yourself. It, you know, because shoot, we got we got freaking. 
We got freaking Alatrion coming out this week. Uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow's DLC, a, a brand new Elder Dragon, will be in the game, and it's actually the Elder Dragon that I've always hated since they introduced in Monster Hunter Three. And I'm already sitting here like, man, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it one time, get the kill, and I'm never fighting it again. Because literally, when it introduced in Monster Hunter Three, I had such a hard time with it. When I got one kill on that sucker, that's all, that's all I ever did. I just killed it that one time, never looked back. I was like, I don't need his armor, I don't need his weapons, I don't need his skills, I don't need nothing. <laughs> I, <laughs> and, and and based off of what I'm seeing from the developer's diary that Capcom put out, like it's probably going to be another one. I'll play the mission. If 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 I'm not feeling the mission, I'm going to beat that sucker one time, I'm moving on. I don't care about I don't care how ultimate and badass his weapons is. Well, actually, I'm lying. <laughs> I will probably get his armor. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> But I'm not gonna spam it to death though. Like I like I like fighting the other creatures. People people uh, my friends and stuff like because they know me. Uh, they'll, I I'll play Monster Hunter until the new game comes out. Like yeah. so so like if if Monster Hunter World if Monster Hunter World let me see Monster Hunter World came out two years ago. Actually, was it two years ago? Yeah yeah uh, yeah. Monster Hunter World came out two years ago. So I've been playing it since day one, and I've been playing it. I, I played it from one console to a different system. Uh, since since it's been out, so if they don't release a new Monster Hunter game for another two or three years, I'm probably gonna be playing Monster Hunter World until the new game comes out. Because that's what I did with Monster Hunter Four and Generations. That's what I did with Monster Hunter Try and Ultimate. That's what I did with Monster Hunter Two and Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, I played I played the PS I played the PS2 version, the very first game, until they took the servers down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so Monster and, and and Monster Hunter is honestly Monster Hunter was meant to be the last RPG game I ever played because uh, I fell out of love with RPGs after Final Fantasy. Actually, I I can't I, I can't say for sure when I fell out of love with RPGs, but I fell out of love with RPGs in the PS2 era. So I want to say the last the last couple of games that I actually beat from that RPGs was a game called Rogue Galaxy. Um <gasps> Of course, yes. yeah, I love that game. I love the art style. I love the art style of the yes. game because, if I'm not mistaken, that that studio wasn't it Factor Five Studio. Yeah, it was. They were the same people that did a Dark Something. Another two uh, RP. It was two other RPGs. Dark Something. I know what you're talking about. Not Dark. Four, dark World. Not dark. Um, but but yeah, I like uh, that was one of the last RPGs I beat. Dark Cloud. Course, dark Cloud. Yes, Dark Cloud Two. Dark Cloud Two. Um, that was, that was, that was one, that was one of the last games I beat. Uh, so, so yeah, Rogue Galaxy was one of the last games I beat. Um, also, uh, of course, Kingdom Hearts 2 was last, was, was one of the last, RP- as a matter of fact, not saying anything bad about Kingdom Hearts, but I think Kingdom Hearts was be- the beginning of my decline from RPGs. So, so Monster Hunter comes out and Monster Hunter, honest, and Monster Hunter was already at a point where I was like fed up because, uh, cause of course, like, you know, like Final Fantasy 12 was already out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, I was just beat down. Like it seemed like Square, it was like Square Enix was was just beating us over the head with RPGs all the time, and and other companies were starting to get into the fray. Like you know, Western RPGs hadn't been a thing yet because uh because you know everyone everyone's hearing about how like I just said I'm tired of RPGs, but here I am replaying the entire Mass Effect franchise, and that came yeah. after <laughs> all these games. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but that's because of the advent of Western RPGs. Western RPGs actually in my opinion saved 
a declining a declining market of of the actual traditional RPG games. See, and I I have this is where the, our difference come from because I think you know I had GameCube, so I had Tales of Tales of Symphonia. I had Tales of Symphonia. Wait, Symphonia. Oh no, I'm thinking what was the game? The pirates, the Air Pirates game, because that was a Dreamcast port. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. Okay. I was I was getting the two confused, but yeah, I know Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia was actually not a bad game. It was not. It it was it was the kind of game that kind of got the Tales franchise like yes. really well known, and yeah. it was the story, the gameplay, the music, the dialogue. It was like it's very Japanese. It's very if JRPG. If I didn't know any better, I would have said that Tales of Symphonia was the same group that did Skies of Arcadia. But we know when, but we know when when uh, the Dreamcast when the Dreamcast went belly up, that whole that company disappeared too. Well, no. Skies of Arcadia, no, Skies of Arcadia was developed by Sega. That's a Sega product franchise. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it was a Sega franchise, but I thought that studio closed, though, after that. If they if they did, then Sega closed them. Okay, yeah, because uh, I know, because we got the port of it. Well, actually, we got Skies of Arcadia, what was it, R or something? There was like a... There was like a there was like a there was like a special sub part of the name. We got the we got the GameCube version of Skies yeah. of Arcadia. Yeah, which was which was a port, a port of plus the, some. Yes. Yeah. So we got that. Um. We, yeah, it, it, I have to go back and look because I know at the Tesla Symphonia, of course, we got. Tales of Symphonia 2 on Wii, but it's like I I jumped from Vesperia and all those. Yep. Yeah, but Tales of Graces F on PS3 was really good. It that was? one was yes, that I enjoyed Tales of Graces F. That one was really good. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, go I ahead. One, I did play one of the Star Ocean games uh, on PS2, but I can't remember. It was the one with the hillbilly priest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I that's just a weird thing to latch onto, but. It, it was, and I want to say it was. I, I want to say it came out like right after Kingdom Hearts Two came out. That's how close those two games were mm-hmm. to each other. Okay, uh, yeah. I me and Jesse had this discussion because uh, he liked Wild Arms on PS One. I did it. I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed Wild Arms, but let me tell you this: I I never beat Wild Arms One because because that game failed. That game failed. Uh, in, in in QA, like you know, people that test the games to make sure the game is is playable and stuff. I was in the last. I was in the last tower. The last tower. The tower that you actually beat the game in. And uh, and the tower was kind of like a puzzle. But there was a room. If you if you if you if you went to a room, and you hadn't saved, you had no way of going back. You had no way of going. As a matter of fact, it was it it was. It's hard to say, and and you know, like you would think, well, as mad as I am about the game, it'd be burned, like it'd be like seared into my memory. For, but I kid you not, like I was playing the game, and I realized I'd gotten lost, and I saved, and I used it, and I hit a save point. I hit the save point though after I'd gotten lost, so I could never go back. And I even looked at a strategy guide. To see what I was doing wrong, why I couldn't get out of that room, I was stuck. There was no, there was no way for me to get out. And um, and this is and Wild Arms on the PlayStation One is the game that made me implement the two save system 
on the memory card. Yep. <laughs> because because I put all that time in the wild arms. I could not I could not get out of that room, which means I could not beat the game unless I started over. And I was like, hell no. No, no, no. no. I didn't start over. So I never beat Wild Arms. Wild Arms two came out. I didn't even want to play it. Wild Arms three came out. I was like, I'll think about it. Never played it. <laughs> I think one of the worst RPGs I have ever played was called Beyond the Beyond. Ooh. And that was PlayStation One, and that was when yeah. they gave you that character who was automatically poisoned, <laughs> and you could not heal him. Did I see? Did I beat Beyond the Beyond? I, I want to say I beat Beyond the Beyond. I it was, believe it was, a, it, was a, it was it was a it was a it was like a spready game like you it was like a spready dungeon crawler game right yeah almost like Suwiko did I'm pretty sure I beat that game I remember that character you're talking about I don't remember the circumstances of the entire game but I remember <laughs> I remember that, that he got he had poison you had to go on a quest to um yep to get him to get yep. him unpoisoned and I let him get killed and when, I was just like I would. I, he died and I never used him. Cause and then I should stop playing the game because I'm just like this is nonsense. I'm like you don't design an RPG like this. You know, that PlayStation One was probably the start of my decline for RPGs though because like every time you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a new RPG. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, I mean, of course, like uh, what was that? What was that? That one game that Sony made. It was a uh, Legend of Dragoon. Love Legend of oh, no. Love that I never got to play Legend of Dragon. Oh oh well you probably played you probably played the the, the PSP the when they ported the PSP on the PlayStation store. Did you play it then? Nope. Okay. I right. I still never played Legend of Dragon. Yeah, Legend of Dragon Legend of Dragon was uh was Sony's answer to Final Fantasy Seven and he wound up making a very wonderful game actually. It just wasn't Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, but um, but uh, but Legend of Dragoon was a, was a good game, and I think people are still clamoring for a sequel, but that's never going to happen. No, I thought um, Blue, I thought Blue Point was remaking it, but nothing was nothing's been said. I don't about think it. nothing's I don't think nothing's happened. So but, I uh, think it's on PS4. If it is, I might have to download it. I may have to pick it up and. Oh no, on the, play, on, on the PlayStation Store for PS4. Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Shoot, I. I, uh, like I need to play Last of Us too, which means I have to dust blow the dust off my PlayStation. You know, like you know, like take her out the dinner and you know make sure make sure she's satisfied. You know, because <laughs> she's I know she's mad at me. <laughs> uh, that, that game is. I'm still playing the Last of Us too, and I'm trying to get to the end. This game is super long, super long. Oh, it's long. Uh, it's long. Okay. okay. Well, that's weird because so, I because. That's weird because people like were like blowing the dust off of it in like five days. Right, because they had they didn't have to go nowhere. Oh yeah, COVID nineteen. That's the other reason. That's the other reason that got me into streaming. Because uh, I was like, man, I'm tired. Of, as an IT guy, I was working from home, which means like I'm I'm sitting on my computer all the time. I might as well do something with it. <laughs> and that's what. And so ultimately, like you know, um, I had friends who were, who were calling me out, like, man, like all this knowledge you have about Monster Hunter, you play the game all the time. Why aren't you putting this online? I'm like I don't know why don't I? And then you know like uh uh I think my best friend my best friend Trey called me out on it and he's like he's like boy if you don't start streaming 
so I started streaming, and you know, like I don't uh, like I have a schedule that I do for streaming, but I don't I don't stick with it. But that's also because like I've been doing all this behind the scenes work, trying to trying to trying to get both my channels like to some equilibrium and stuff. Was because technically I'm, I because technically I stream I'm 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 supposed to stream according to my schedule, Monday nights. Monday nights from nine to eleven. Wednesday nights from nine to eleven. And um, Saturday, Saturday, sometime during the day, Saturday. So I always have, so I have on the schedule to be determined because I can start as early as two o'clock and just run until eleven p.m. Or I can start as late as six o'clock and run until eleven or midnight. And then Sunday, Sunday is supposed to be a regular streaming day, but it also depends on if I have to prepare for the week and stuff like that. So it also it all depends on what I. But I I have a streaming schedule apologies if i don't stick to it but i i am working on content and i'm trying to just get my my channels just you know to a point where it feels like someone that knows what they're doing is running those channels <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, I, also, and also oh, uh i also my youtube channel is going to evolve into what i used to do on pop culture shock so i'm going to actually start doing things like actually doing reviews going back to doing reviews for tv shows and stuff like that i'm also because i'm an it guy i'm also going to start doing tech reviews and stuff like that so you actually get get to see me talk about like the latest and greatest like the new mouse or the new keyboard or new monitors and stuff like that or you know of course like cpus hard drives and just and stuff in between uh so I need to start looking for sponsors, so I don't know. I may have to, may have to, you know, do something unseemly like sell my body or something, you know, just to get sponsors and get and get some swag, so I can start talking about their stuff. You already <laughs> look. You already know the thirst is out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which it was just funny that you're talking about streaming because I'm streaming Okami HD, and I'm still oh, doing are. it. Yeah, so I'm doing it on Mixer. Still, I'm streaming it all the whole. I'm gonna try to do the whole game of Mixer. Mixer, uh, Mixer the twenty second. Okay, okay. Like two second. The day before the twenty third of Microsoft Showcase. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I did not realize that. I, uh, I I just I told my friend that uh, uh like two days ago. I was just like, this is weird. So Mixer ends on the twenty second. The showcase starts on the twenty third. You know what? Microsoft needs to be lucky. That it's all virtual this year, and they don't, and they don't have to deal with people in an auditorium. Because I guarantee you, there's going to be some salty. There will be some salty people there for that show <laughs> if they were do, if they if they had if they were doing it live. Uh, Ninja just had his first. Ninja's had his first YouTube stream uh, since mi- post Mixer. Um, yeah, I heard I, about that. That he was on YouTube now. I'm like, yeah, wait, uh, well, I I, I I I kind of knew he wasn't going back to Switch. I I knew he because uh. Cause basically, uh, cause basically, like when um when he when he made the deal with Microsoft, like Twitch did him dirty. Twitch did him dirty. Yeah, uh, they um, I I don't know I don't know all the logistics of it, but there was um there was a point there was a point where like if you went to Twitch uh, to Twitch and go went to Mixer's channel, like you had some you had some people that like hijacked his channel and was putting up like 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 questionable content. When I say questionable content, I'm talking like graphic content and yeah. stuff like that like they did and you know basically and basically it this i can't say i i can't say this is how this is what was going on but i think this was twitch's way with the powers that be that was trying to you know ruin his name because because he went to mixer and he took that entire like fan base with him he had didn't he have didn't he have like an insane amount of view of uh of followers and subs yeah. He did. He, he had an insane amount, and you know, and took it to mixer, and you know, I kind of, I do feel bad, but you know, and I'm kind of glad, 
when I when I was getting into content creation, I'm kind of glad that I did just a little bit of research about things because uh, I'm not saying Mixer was a bad platform, but based off of what I was trying to do with with what I wanted to do, like I just knew Mixer wasn't going to be a thing for me, and sure as hell wasn't going to be Facebook gaming. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like I think miss it because it's built in my Xbox One. Cause I like I said I've been having oh, problems yeah, with yeah. Switch, and so I was just like, let me just use my Xbox One, go on Mixer, and I'm like I'm not trying to be a big personality or anything because I'm like I got Boss Rush for that, I got my own podcast for that, like I I put that content out there, people want to see see and hear me um i just want to show off games or i want to like go through a whole series and like record it because i did uh, chess cost three it's a nightmare for game um but i was, I was just like about, I, I was thinking about picking up just cost five on this on the steam sale right now it's like 15 bucks on the, on the summer sale huh you mean four no five wait just call oh i'm thinking far cry i'm sorry far oh cry. far cry oh um, yeah yeah, uh, which I also have on Xbox One. I need to get back into. Uh, I was just having problems on Twitch, and I was just like, I'm having connection issues. And when I just felt like Mixer was such easier to get on, uh, I have a theory about that. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like these companies sometimes make it hard, uh, especially when it's a competing platform. Mixer was Mixer was Microsoft's thing, so I think I th- I, be- I feel like I feel like there was just little hurdles you had to jump through. That you know just kind of like killed the experience if you were doing it on any place other than Mixer, you mm-hmm. know just like just like you know I'm pretty sure there's hurdles if you're not using like the, like PlayStation Share, PS4 Share, you know for for certain things, uh, and you know it's just one of those things like because I've been learning I've been learning the, like the really nuanced ways of like OBS. Com, you know, combined with Twitch and combined with uh, YouTube, versus uh, versus you know the the hardware stuff like for because uh, I have an Nvidia graphics card, so the G the GeForce experience and Shadowplay is there, and I've I've had to learn the nuances on that. Some things go better, some things go better on one apparatus like YouTube versus Twitch, you know, stuff like that. And I feel like I feel like when you have when you have a company like Microsoft that's trying to monopolize on one thing. They find they don't they don't they don't make it hard for you on purpose, but they find ways yeah. to make it not desirable, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I just Yeah, streaming is just something I think for it's not a bad thing. I think me and Corey was talking about this. I talked to my friends, I keep saying that. I mean these people over me and these other people. Me and Corey definitely was talking about like I, I love streaming in particular. I love watching people play different games, but I'm just like, everybody's playing Fortnite. Everybody's playing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Apex Legends. It's just like, even with PUBG and stuff, like all these Battle Royals and multiplayer games, that's great. I'm like, but I want to see people play stuff outside. You know why they you know why they're playing those games? They're playing those games because because the developers have like have like Developers have some skin in the game, and you mm-hmm. might become the next. You might become the next big thing in esports. So people are playing these games and stuff like that. And you know, I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking that at all. Like, no. You know, if that's your if that's your thing, do it. But uh, but you know, are you just are you just an Apex Legends player? Are you just are you just a PUBG player? Is that all you ever play? If that is, and that's your thing. But if you play other stuff, like. 
I have a pretty diverse background in video games. Like I'll play, like we were just talking, I'll play, I'll play anything from Super Mario to Bayonetta to Resident Evil to Monster Hunter to Mass Effect to The Witcher. I, I, you know, uh, shoot. Uh, I used to play like the I used to play like simulation racing games like Gran Turismo, yeah. but now I'm more like arcade racing, <laughs> like like <laughs> Need for like Need for Speed and Burnout, which you know they need to make a they need to make another Burnout another Burnout game that feels just like Paradise. Please, I know I have Paradise. I need to start that, but man, Burnout Takedown was my jam. Takedown, <laughs> Takedown was Takedown was I, Takedown yeah. was revolutionary. It was crazy. It was just like this game is arcadey. It's fun taking them mm-hmm. down. That's all I really wanted to do. But the soundtrack was good. I think what right? limited, what what hindered that game was that you got to meet certain requirements to unlock stuff to get yeah. forward. I'm like, just let me progress. I'm I'm knocking fifteen thousand cars off the road and I'm on the wrong side <laughs> trying to go fast. Let me just do let me do what's so fun and addictive. And it was because that. Because I played it on GameCube, and it was just like, I don't care what system you was playing, Burnout Takedown, it was the experience that was yes. so fun. And I'm it just was, like, yeah. this this is the stuff that EA needs more of. Right. You know, you know, I'm I'm so tired of EA and Activision playing for that role of the devil in in video gaming. Yes. I'm 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 tired of that. They they get they get not in their own way. Well, actually, they do get in their own way because they they do stupid things to force their developers to 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 take really to make really bad decisions, and then it costs them, you know, like the money they put at stake for these games. Like just look at Mass Effect Andromeda, for example. Um. Well, number one. They split the company, and you know they had the they had the main wing of Bioware, you know, doing Anthem, and then they had their B squad doing Mass Effect. Now, yes. here's my thing: if you knew Andro- if you knew Andromeda was your sure shot, why didn't you have the main team working on Andromeda, and have the B team, the t- Montreal? I'm, I'm calling them the B team like that's a bad thing, but but Bioware Montreal. Did not did not have the same level of uh, of 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 chops, of development chops with Mass mm-hmm. Effect like they did with the. They had some other games under their belts. Like they sh- they honestly should have been working on other titles. And I'm not even saying this because you know, like I I don't feel like Montreal did anything bad with Mass Effect. I just feel like I just feel like they didn't have all the right resources allocated to them because they want EA wanted Anthem to come out at the same yeah. time, and that's what that's what messed up Mass Effect Andromeda. Which is fear because Anthem plays like Mass Effect Three. Oh, I know, I know. As a matter of fact, I was, I was, I was guaranteed. I was, I was a guaranteed buy for Anthem. Mm-hmm. But, but Mass Effect Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda messed Anthem up for me, and, and it didn't mess it up for me in the reason you're thinking. It wasn't that. Oh, Mass Effect Andromeda came out and it was a trash game. It wasn't that. It was it was EA was greedy. They took the core Bioware team to make to make Anthem, and they just left you know Mass Effect in somebody else's hands. You know that's like that's like if um that's like that's like if if, you, if I, I'm a Trekkie. So say for example you you've been a main you've been a main production head on Star Trek, and I've mm-hmm. never done any, did any writing or anything like that or production for Star Trek at all. But they pull you away to work on another project and say, "Hey, let's do it." Uh, hey, Laron, here's your shot. Make 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 the next Star Trek. 
and I don't know squat about Star Trek, or I don't, or I don't have the same level of enthusiasm about Star Trek, how do you think the fans are gonna gonna take to that game? Uh, are oh, gonna take to that? They're gonna be upset. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Because uh, well, I seen it as this is that the dice engine that they that they that dice was using. I think that was one of the problems with EA at that time is that every most of their games was running on whatever I forgot what dice the engine dice was. the the dice engine is great for first person shooters. It is not great. It is not great for games like no, Mass Effect and, and 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 Anthem. It, it would have been great great for Anthem and Mass Effect. Don't forget, dice is the only one that know how to use their own engine. You That's true. If, if That's it true. felt like it literally felt like they gave that engine to. Like y'all just work on the engine, we're not gonna teach you nothing. What? Yeah, and yeah. That, that, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that's what a lot of people like. Like you know, like it, it took them a couple of years, but people finally started able to have interviews about the the development process for Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, and and that was one of the main things they said. They said the dice engine, the dice engine is a good engine, but it just wasn't good enough for for Mass Effect because they wanted they wanted Mass Effect's engine to to stay very similar to Mass Effect 3 with some upgrades. And mm-hmm. they thought DICE's engine would be what does it. And DICE's engine was just not built properly for what they what for what the architecture was for Mass Effect's engine. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt because I don't know what engine Titanfall 2 was running on with Respawn. But I felt like if Respawn would have shared some information, whatever engine they may have been doing Unreal, I don't know. Uh, whatever engine they was using for Titanfall 2, if they would have worked with with uh, with BioWare to make Anthem and uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, I don't think they would have had the problems that they were. Because I think Mass- BioWare is a is a talented studio and mm-hmm. like i said i did not like buy a lot of bioware stuff until mass effect until i sat down and played the trilogy and i fell in love with them i didn't have no problem with anthem i didn't really have a problem with with mass effect andromeda i kind of just felt like they didn't have no leadership and they yes. were just throwing something that they had to put together and it sucks that they uh, it sucks that they got the ridicule and they got the the hate and I feel so bad for those guys. Right, and it's just like I and even uh, even if dra- dra- uh not Dragon Quest even if um uh, Dragon Age Dragon Age even if that's not a big game and it, it hits, it's going to be sad because now and I hope EA doesn't close them. Bioware's just too talented. And Actually, I I feel like I feel like um. Okay, I feel like EA has learned a lot from their mistakes in the last mm-hmm. in the last decade. I feel like they have. Um, they because because it's it's weird it's weird it's weird how video games go. Like like EA and Activision were buying up all these studios. Yes. And then and then one flop comes out and they close those studios. But mm-hmm. now but now they're at a point where they've run out of resources to where to where if they keep closing these studios down, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves. I mean, uh, what's EA gonna do? Like hope Madden and FIFA keep them afloat? <laughs> mm-hmm. If they if they lose if they lose franchises like Call of Duty, uh, well, call it, I'm sorry, Battlefield. If they, if they lose Battlefield, if they lose Bioware, you know, if they uh, if they lose Respawn, what what are they gonna do? I have not one idea. 
exactly. literally at this point in time don't have not one idea. Their mobile stuff is just hmm. we won't get to Commander Conquer and that nonsense. Um maybe that one guy who was at the uh who was at the uh game awards who was who Oh yeah. His crazy self. Uh when he was on EA play, I muted the thing and I was just like <laughs> I don't care about you. Move along. Let, let's speaking get speaking of Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, game awards and, and shows, I did a reaction video to the um to the PS4 to the PS5 event. Did you uh, did you get a chance yeah. to check that out? Yes, uh, I'm I'm check, finish watching check, it because check out I my was... reaction. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I, I I it happened in the middle of workday, so I had so I watched the beginning of it, but I couldn't watch the end of it, so I recorded it. And, I, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record. I'm gonna download it, and I'm gonna restream it, and I'm gonna make a reaction video of it. And uh, and hopefully, I came off pretty genuine. <laughs> it did. Like, I, I think because we was doing the the day you was recording your reactions, we was recording our reactions. And so that's we, right. Yes, we, could, we couldn't like watch each other's, or we couldn't like collab. That's right, because you did. You did send me. A, you did send me an invite to collab if I wanted to. But I was like, oh, I I've, I kind of already got a time slot set. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I think we were all. I think us and you were on the same boat. That the it was a great showing. The games are phenomenal. Like this, Microsoft, take note. Take note of this. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do for your showcase. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that, and then we got to the system and the design. <laughs> it's like, and what is was this, just what like, is glorified, what? glorified Wi-Fi router? What is this? <laughs> exactly. I was just like, what? Okay, and I will admit, the digital version looks better. Yeah. I, I, that the digital version, good. We designed that physical version because I was just like, you don't need this. Then taco soft shell sleep thing to be wrapped <laughs> around this black because I the black design with the air come like the air vents coming out with the blue that looks amazing and I yeah. said if it are you been, talking about the you talking about the fan made mock up of it yeah um they the, said middle, they, the middle they, part of it oh okay okay of the PS5 because I was just like what if they had the symbols that's on the controller as like when you cut it on, th- that symbol's on the system, and it cuts on, you see a, the blue come out of it. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it changes colors when it's loading, and, and stuff like that. Like, like really have a cool... Kind of like, like how the light bar is on the PS4 right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you, if they would have had that, bam, I would have loved the system. I'm like, oh, this is a cool design. I like Sony doing it. Because I... Don't get me wrong. I love the controller. The white controller. Oh, my God. The beautiful controller. You know what? You know what? It's funny because, like, man, I look at, I look at the the I've I've got I've got a PS4 controller sitting on my desk right now, and I've got PS3 controllers are in a box like right beside my desk because um every now and then I need a, a PS3 controller for some of these PC games I'm playing. Yes. But 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 man, like even though that controller looks, even though it looks different, it's still a DualShock controller, and it is probably the most gorgeous DualShock controller I have seen since the PS3's PS uh, DualShock controller. Yes, I the PS, agree. The PS4, the PS4's controller is uh is 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 big. It's big and it's a little is a little unwieldy, if that makes sense. It's bigger than the PS3s and the PS2s because PS3 and the PS2s are exactly or are I think are basically the same size. Same, yeah, yeah, but the PS4s is bigger than the DualShock 3. I cannot play. I can't play Destiny on the PS4. I I got my red controller here. 
Uh, I tried to play that demo on this controller. I'm like, my <laughs> my wrist hurt, <laughs> so I got it for Xbox. Okay. And I was just like, oh, this is you know, this feels it good. took me it took me a while to get used to the Xbox controller because because universally, I never had an Xbox system. Um, I had I had an Xbox 360 for all like two minutes because I had a friend, uh, my buddy Howard. He he he's made some comments on my Mass Effect videos because he's the person that that he's the person that was that was telling me get Mass Effect, get Mass Effect, and I'm like it's on a system I don't have. He's like I don't care, like spend the money, get it. Uh, you know what? I owe the guy I owe Howard an apology because yes, uh, if I if I if I had the commitment, I would have actually played Mass Effect on the 360, but mm-hmm. uh. Uh, you know, all the way through on the 360, but I, I just never, I just never liked the feel of the Xbox controllers in my hand. Even way back to the first one, it looked like the freaking, that looked like freaking Batman symbol. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the way to now. Even though, even though the new, the new Xbox controller, the the new X, the new Xbox controller is actually nice. I've gotten used to it now. Yeah. Uh, it does not feel bad, but the one thing that's always bugged me is just the placement of the analog sticks. Like I, it's weird because I feel like I feel like. I feel like the placement of the analog stick for the right side mm-hmm. is just designed to give you a hand cramp. Yeah. Yeah. But I think because I did not, I had that when I got the original Xbox, I got like the, I think it was like a thinner version with the S controller. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, no, it was still the VCR murder item that it was with the S <laughs> controller. Um, <laughs> I did not touch the 360. I'm like, this is five, six versions of the system, and it still felt like the last version was like the, the best version of 360. But like, I had a PS3 Slim. I'm like, I'm just yeah. playing my games there. And then when I got Xbox One, when I when I saw Xbox One, I loved the design. I like, I loved the look. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I love that top part. The Xbox um, One's design is nice. It is. Yeah. Got the finally got. I'm like, I hated the Xbox 360 controller. Got my hands on the on the Xbox One controller. Loved it. I'm like, oh, this is the best controller Microsoft yeah. has ever done. I, I can agree with that too. Uh, and yes, everybody, you already know my Nintendo history, so I don't need to <laughs> go into that with with Nintendo's controllers. Do you know? Um, do you know the hardest adjustment I have as far as Nintendo controllers was was the Nintendo 64 controller? That was I, the that was the hardest adjustment I had. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe it was because my PlayStation Gamer was showing at that point. Because, uh-huh. like, I mean, before because the what they call the PlayStation controller before they called the DualShock. Actually, I don't think they even had a patented name for the for the PlayStation controller when it when it was when it was the first edition before the analog sticks came out and the uh, Rumble. Yeah, I don't think there was I don't think there was an official name for it. But no. when they but when the DualShock came out, like that was that was it. Like it was. I feel like it was the holy grail. Of, I think the only controller that felt better than that is the NES controller, the original one. Really? And we all and we all know you'll get you'll get the freaking hand cramps oh. from that sucker. Yeah. But but as far as like feeling natural in your hand, I feel like the NES controller is the only other one that competes with the PlayStation controllers. See, I think it's the GameCube controller. I knew you were gonna say the GameCube controller, but something a little wonky about that 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 yellow stick. There was something wonky I, about it. <laughs> I, I think I I didn't have the problem with the wonky stick. I think it was just like with the games that I was playing and hearing that click. Definitely when I'm playing Resident Evil Four, like yeah. I think it just felt comfortable and like I just didn't feel no pain. Uh, even with the Wii remote and like in the in the gamepad and stuff. Like I think it was with because definitely with the Pro controller, I'm like I don't feel no pain when I'm playing these games. Actually, the, actually the the Wii the Wii the Wii. 
the Wii Pro Controller and the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. I don't. You know what? People people can say this is a freaking a freaking urban legend or whatever, but I feel like I feel like Nintendo and Microsoft have been doing hanky panky for a while because oh, yeah. those Pro Controllers feel just like Xbox controllers, mm-hmm. just like it, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love I love my pro controller for my Switch. I love it. And I and when I, and when I had and when I had a Wii, I love my pro controller for that sucker. Yes. <laughs> that that's that that pro controller uh and that's was it a Super Nintendo controller? Yes, there was a Super Nintendo controller okay. too. Yes. Yes. Uh that Super Nintendo that pro and that Super Nintendo controller was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. So, uh yeah. Goodness, we have talked about well, almost everything besides content creation. Okay, okay, so I, I mean, guess this, I, <laughs> I mean, this is pretty much I think everybody's going to enjoy this movie well because it's I was telling I actually was telling Corey and Jesse, um, using that term again, that when we did our Pride panel, it it literally felt like we have been friends for years, forever. Yeah. And just hanging out. How and long? I, like, I, I, how long we even like know each other on 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 social media? I, I don't even. I want to say it's not. It hasn't even six whole months. I, no, I, it's only about two or three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel. Uh, yeah. Um. And wait, did I find you or did you find me? I, I don't. I found. Know. I found you because we was it both, a thirst trap? Uh. No. Okay, well, actually, yeah, actually, it was. Oh, okay. I need to lock down. I need to lock down my no, <laughs> my social media. It was, no, it was because of uh, our one friend that we that we know. Uh, he was doing the T-shirt challenge, and you did the T-shirt challenge. Oh yeah. And so, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, okay. So of I, course, I liked and I followed you. But then I started learning more about you, and yeah, like, I'm a freaking nerd. That. <laughs> Uh, your workout and everything, and just the the more that I got to talk to you and everything, it was just like this has surpassed our the third stuff. The third stuff is gonna be there. It is what it is. By by the by the way, if you do start following, just for the audience out there, if you do start following me on social media, just just be just 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 know that there will be some shirtlessness, maybe some pantlessness. Like it's not gonna be like full nudity or nothing, but just know that 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 can happen every so often. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I went for a two mile run today, and uh, and and shirtless pictures showed up on on social media. So just be ready. <laughs> I have to go look at them <laughs> for recent. We always say. For research purposes. For research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was just like like just having our one on ones like personally and talking and stuff. And it was just like I love learning about different people and you know and just having those conversations and kind of that's what one one of v one is. It's just having these conversations and feeling like we're all hanging out and getting to know this person uh I'm, I'm, I'm liking this i'm a i'm a very conversational guy as a matter of fact one of the reasons why i even i'm am on social media is because i i like having dialogues with people i like actually yeah. sharing things with people too i had to i had to I, I got ran off of facebook though because uh facebook facebook got overrun by the old people and you know like I, and, you know that's bad for me to say given that i'm 45 years old but uh but the older generation you know like i you know like i'm i'm not hating on the boomers and the generation before that but uh Y'all, y'all just need to, y'all just need to be better. 
you know, take take a page out of Melania Trump's book, you know, be best or something. But y'all, oh, need please, be, y'all need to be better or something. That's the because... wrong. That's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> take it out of Melania's thing, be best. I'm like, do you see what your husband is doing? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you Let know, me fresh it. I'm sorry. She she need to be best on that one. <laughs> she needs to be best herself with the with her clothing and everything. I, well, you know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like somebody I feel like somebody on 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 the vice ladies uh, staff is like just setting her up for failure because man like all the times she's been plagiarized off of off of the Obama stuff <laughs> right but but anyway but but basically um <laughs> but basically I I got I, I got into social media because like uh I I I was never one of those people that have like a journal or something like that. I definitely didn't do the live journal crap you know online and stuff like mm-hmm. that but I did like the I did like the aspect of Facebook you know like being able to share like parts of your life with people and stuff like that yeah I didn't realize I didn't realize that you wind up getting the crazy you know because you know heaven forbid you talk about something that's that's actual like social socially socially constructive to the world like you know like for example we just had the pride panel you know like like heaven forbid i say something that you know supports like gay trans you know or or intersex or whatever and you got and you got you got blue hair ladies clutching their pearls coming up in your mentions acting like you're like you're the devil it's like hey i said i support it i didn't say i didn't say it had to change your life you know things like that or or i got into a very bad way because uh because of my job i technically Technically, I'm like the face of my job. Um, uh, basically, I run the show. Like, I, the only person I answer to is my boss. <laughs> you know, right. you know, I basically run the company and stuff like that. And I got into a very bad thing because, you know, like I'm, I'm a sharer. I'm conversational and stuff like that. So, you know, I saw no, I saw no big deal in like having like clients, you know, like friending me on Facebook and you know stuff like that. Mm. Mm. <sighs> if I know, if I, if I knew then what I know now about that. I've been like Facebook. What's that? <laughs> but it's, but, but the the thing about it is that uh, we've been talking about sh- people showing their true colors, and that's yeah. been the thing, kind of on social media, definitely with the Karens and oh, yeah. Kens and all of this stuff. And it's wait, just like oh, wait, oh, wait, is it is it is it Kens or is it Brads? Because I keep hearing I keep hearing Brads and Chads. <laughs> I Brad Brads Brads and Chads. I haven't heard Ken and Karens is what I've been hearing. <laughs> Uh, and they've started because, they started spelling Karen differently though because as a matter of fact I saw it trending. Did you see day. it? C A R E N. Yes. <laughs> I was just like car in. <laughs> who who learned ebonics to put car in? No, I think that was I think that was the politically correct way of not of not calling somebody out by name because I mean Whoopi Goldberg her first name is Karen. <laughs> My name is Karen. And okay. she, would, she would let you know. She would let you, your soul, the devil that you serve, or the God that you serve, she would let you know about it and then some. <laughs> so you, so you're apologizing. Speaking, for, of, speaking of Karens, though, looks like looks like Amy Cooper is going to go to jail. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Uh uh-uh. uh New Amy, York, the state, the, the oh, city of New York, oh, the city of New York is pressing charges yeah. on her. Yeah. I, I put that story. Yeah. And if and if uh, and if and if they uh, if they nail her, she's getting a year. She's getting a year jail time. Or a hundred a hundred hours of community service. Did you see my post that I put with that? I'm just like, wait a. I'm like, wait a minute. So you lost your job, you lost your home, but you have a lawyer to represent you. <sighs> I didn't see that, but 
Hey, maybe, you hey, maybe, read, hey, maybe read, some, maybe somebody's going pro bono for her. I don't know. Did you read the story? She hired the her? lawyer is her representative that's speaking. Cause she, she should never open her mouth again. I'll say that. <laughs> she has a lawyer that represents her that's speaking for her, so she's not speaking to anybody. Okay, good, good. Well, that's the first thing she's done right, and <laughs> and God knows how long. Um, but then use that money for getting a lawyer to get you a house. I don't know. You know, here's. Here's what I know for here's what I know for sure, uh, and I, I you know like we're supposed to be talking video games and stuff, so this is going to be my one bid for social justice, and then we can move on. Here's <laughs> what I here's what I know, like and, and, you know it doesn't matter if you're it doesn't matter if you're white, you're black, whatever. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man or whatnot. There are just certain things you can't do because you've been inconvenienced by somebody. And, you know, and she was completely out of line. You know, I'm not sure what she thought she was trying to do. Maybe she wasn't even thinking that how she came off was how it was going to be. But here's what I know. Like, if if somebody on the street is doing something to me right now, until until somebody on 911 says, hey, what does this person look like? I am never going to turn around and say, hey, it's a white person, it's an Asian person, it's a black person doing this. I'm going to say, hey, there's a man who's trying to assault somebody out here on the street. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, when they ask for a description, at that point, I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, he's African American. He's six foot three. He's two hundred forty pounds. I just described myself. <laughs> he wears glasses. <laughs> yeah, I better not. Yeah, I better not try. I'm just saying right there. <laughs> but basically, what I'm saying is, but when, but when you turn around, you look at it, and but we turn around, you look at the Amy Cooper situation. She she threatened him. She threatened him saying that she's that she's going to call the police and say that there's a black person before she even had the phone in her hand. She told him the intent of what she was going to say. Right. I'm going to lie to get you arrested for for some because I'm doing something illegal. And what she failed to realize is that is that her lie in this day and age could have gotten that man killed because. I have a funny feeling. Well, we well based off of um, uh, Christian, is his last name Cooper also? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, based off of, based off of what I know, based off of what I've seen about him, it looks like he'd remain calm if the police did come out and question him or whatnot. He'd remain calm. But the other, but 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 that doesn't that that same thing can't be afforded to everybody else. Some people some people get stressed out immediately when they when they believe that. The authorities are going to show up, and and things are not going to go their way, and people get stressed out, and 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 there's no textbook reaction for how people react to a situation. If there's a textbook reaction for how for how people react to a situation, we we would know every time how somebody's going to act when they get broken up, when someone breaks up with them, when a family member dies, when they fail when they failed an exam. We wouldn't if there was a textbook reaction for that, we would know every single time that this is how this guy failed his test. This is how he's going to act. But we don't know. There's no textbook way. So, like, if a guy fails a test, he could be, hey, whew, I'm done school because I, I can't finish college now. Or he could be like, I just lost every bit of money I've invested in this thing. Right. What am I going to do now? You know, and, you know, vice versa. Uh, the police uh, the police are going to show up and question me even though I've done nothing wrong. Or it could be the police are going to show up and question me and I'm going to jail, you know, <laughs> for something you know? for no reason. You know, and, and and because and because her and because she was in the wrong, 
Right. Some man. Some man. So said, let's move. Let let. Okay. I'm ready to move man, on. Yeah. Some man. We're gonna move on after this. Actually, we're gonna get to the front part. Uh, some man said. Uh, it was unconstitutional to card him for buying cigarettes, and I was just like, "Stir, this is state law." And if you don't want to abide by state law, I have every right not to serve you or uh, sell you cigarettes. But I'm going to call the police, and they're going to take you to jail for doing a false report. For doing your job? Right. They're going to come in and be like, sir, he's right. This is state law. In fact, that they're going to policy that you can read right there. You know what? That's the other thing, too. Like, like people— People's entitlements have gotten things twisted, you know, uh, because I'm glad now I'm glad now. you know what it is honestly because I work in the private sector now and I don't work in the public sector because I work for I work for a privately owned business. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is the for the first time in my entire employment history. My boss is like, no, the customer is not always right. Yeah, you know. That's that's the most foreign concept I've ever heard of because like uh because after I got in the military I was working for places like like Verizon Blue Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield UPS I was I uh I worked for GameStop and all those retail chains the customer is always right. But the thing about it is is that the customer isn't always right because the thing about it is is that if you if you feel like that you right and because you're not getting what you're what you wanted, you're not gonna shop at our store. That's completely fine. Don't shop it. Why yeah. is it that I see you the next two days in my store? Why yeah. I'm here? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. just said that you wasn't gonna shop. Here. You weren't coming back. But see, you don't want to drive out five miles from your house to go somewhere to get True. something. Mm-hmm. You want to continue to drive here. Yeah. So don't give don't give me the look you're not getting them the academy award you're not gonna give me the you're not getting the oscar you can perform the best drama that you want to do but you know what the local high well, school does the same well, thing and on. they does better hang on let's 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 rate the let's let's rate the theatrics that amy cooper went <laughs> went to <laughs> no 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 seriously let's move on <laughs> that's yeah. my last that's my last jab for the night <laughs> so uh, so we're gonna get to the last part okay. of, of of the show because we have I have been taking up a lot of your time. I know you're probably tired. Oh, it's oh, um, oh, it's, oh it's cool. Uh, because um, I'm trying to figure out like uh, like what I'm gonna do next. I'm I was thinking about playing some Monster Hunter because I did want to I did want to get ready for tomorrow's con the new content. But uh, mm-hmm. but I might just I might just chill because uh, Asians of Shield is coming on soon. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's it's well I know it's late. Um. What do you want to do for like the future? Um, or and do you have any aspiring words to anybody who wants to create content or uh, start a podcast or get into like like computer tech and stuff like that? What words of do you would you say? Like okay, so the advice I would give for anyone that's trying to that's trying to start out in like streaming podcast or whatever it is you want to do, you know what? Don't. You know, do it. Just, just get started. You know, everybody has a starting point. Uh, I, I would tell you a mistake I made was waiting to get everything perfect because if you honestly, my setup is nowhere close to perfect. But I was like, oh, I gotta get this. I gotta get this. I, I was trying to get a green screen, <laughs> and but, but, uh, but if you, but if you checked out any of my streams, was on Twitch or YouTube, you've noticed you, you're looking at the back wall of my bedroom. <laughs> 
like I like I don't even have like an actual official space yet because I because I, in all honesty I was not trying to do it out of my bedroom but I have roommates and I just can't take up like one place in the common area of the house just to just to do my thing you know that's yeah. that's 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 being that's being an a hole you know <laughs> or something like that so if you whatever you want to do if you want to be if you want to be a Twitch streamer if you want to be on YouTube if you want to if you want to create content and just get it out there and stuff like that start as soon as you can don't don't wait for things to get perfect because because waiting for perfection will slow you down uh i mean you know i've got i'm, I'm sitting here now like i've got to worry about some new hardware and stuff uh i finally made the decision i finally made the decision it, it, it's going against what i initially thought but i finally made a decision i'm going to buy a, a, a capture card so i can actually capture console content so you'll actually so you actually <laughs> so i'll be doing mixed content again because with the last of us 2 coming out i was like man this would have been great, and I don't want to play. I don't want to mess with PS4 share because I want to be able to edit edit the content. You know, I want to be able to. It, people don't like seeing certain things. Like, I, and that's another thing I've been learning with OBS. Like, people don't like seeing certain things. Like, I, I have two widescreen monitors I put my games on. So, like, at the resolution on Twitch and on YouTube, you wind up getting the parallel black bars. I'm sorry, yes. the vertical the vertical black bars. You know, I've had to. I've, so I've 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 had to do some juggling to get around that and stuff like that. So it's all a learning process. Just get in there, start doing it. You'll learn the ropes and eventually you'll figure out what works. And that's the other thing too, figure out what works and what's not working. Uh, I don't have that many viewers and you know, like I, sometimes it does get to me that I don't have that many viewers. I thought I would exponentially grown, but I think everybody who starts off, they think they're going to exponentially grow. They think they're going to get like two followers first night. And when they wake up the next morning, they're going to have like 2000 followers. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it doesn't work like that unless you're, unless you're paying money for advertising to get people to come to your yeah. streams. And, and of course, then you have to have content. So yes. number one rule, don't wait, don't wait until everything's perfect. Just go ahead and start doing it. Number two, Get as much content as you can out there, and start interacting with your audience. Uh, you'll uh, the the content that you're doing will dictate who's watching your stuff, who's not watching your stuff, and who may want to watch your stuff. Uh, the what was the, what the other question was? Um, oh, it's just basic advice. Just okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm a baby streamer. Like I said, uh, I've said that a couple of times though. So I, it's all a learning curve for me. Like and 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 you know, don't be afraid to take risks. Uh, that's that's one of the biggest things. Like like I mean, I mean, as long as you're not going out there offending people, like like yeah, you know, oh. like and you know, like inviting cancel culture. You know, like everybody. Nope. That is one of the things. Do not drink or smoke. On, on while streaming don't even get yourself into things Wait, we're not that talking you... about we're not talking about stuff like water and stuff like that right <laughs> oh no no we're talking about alcohol and uh marijuana or oh yeah 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 other drugs oh. i mean keep your keep your stream clean that that's much as you can you know I, I because the thing about this is that if you're if you're a person who has anger problems don't stream at all oh yeah or 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 don't play multiplayer stuff. Play something that's not going to get you to a point where you act if, out in a if you're big, going to manner. Here's what I say because because sometimes personalities will get you viewers and views and stuff like that. But if you know for sure you're a hothead, don't don't stream live. Record your content that way you can look back and edit it because you don't want to be slapped with uh with, with strike downs and stuff like that because mm -hmm. YouTube has a three strikes you're out policy. Twitch technically has a three strikes you're out policy too, but 
but Twitch, but Twitch is competing with with YouTube, so they're a little more lenient on certain things. But that does not mean that you can get away with hurling obscenities, you know, threatening to rape people's mothers and stuff like that. No, that's not gonna fly either. <laughs> no, swatty and saying racial stuff. No. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's that's not good. You know that. Uh- that's that's one of the main reasons why I don't play online. You know, I don't play a lot of multiplayer because you know, because you know, first of all, I'm not good at those games. So like, so like, if you see me playing StarCraft, Overwatch, stuff like that, I, I'm, I'm probably the person that's bringing the entire team down. <laughs> so I'm never gonna be good enough to where someone's gonna swat me. <laughs> right. And if I and if I am good enough for someone gets to, for someone to think about swatting me, chances are I'm already looking for an esports league to join. <laughs> Pretty much, I, I I kind of would say you know try to diversify your games if you can. If you mm-hmm. wanna, if you wanna play one particular game, try just playing games in that genre of things. Because like you play Monster Hunter and you play Mass Effect, which are particular. We look at it in general; they're role playing games. Yeah. Um, and the execution is different because they're different style of games. But I'm like. You're seeing these kind of uh, these kind of role playing game mechanics, and that might inspire people and expire. That might, you know, excite people to give those games a try and stuff. So that's a that's a really good thing. Cause like me, I I continue to do treasure. I always keep showing uh, Ikaruga out. You know, because... I love Ikaruga, but that game does not love me. <laughs> you need to play with me then. Oh yeah. Yes. Wait. I... wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait. What are you playing it on? I have it on Xbox and I, I have it on Switch. I may have to get it on PlayStation. Wait, is it on Switch? It's on Switch. Yeah, it's on Switch. You have to import it, or is it on US? You could go buy it right now off the eShop. Oh. Nicholas, Nicholas did the port. Nicholas published it. How much? At, it may be nineteen ninety nine. That's a little. That's a little much for. <laughs> That's a little much for the final Dreamcast game. <laughs> I need to stop. Yes. I need to stop. I need to stop being cheap. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you, but you probably, but you probably could find it on. I maybe on Windows because I I wonder if it's on. It is. Xbox. It is on. It is on. It is on Windows. Um, actually, okay. it is. So, yeah, I know PlayStation sometimes have it like for ten dollars or for fifteen. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. I don't know if it's online. It Actually, I don't be. think I, I don't think I need to buy it on Switch because I don't want to mess I don't want to mess up my system. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I will get heated. Like I, I like I said, like I like I had it on Dreamcast and man, it was a, it was a it was a gorgeous game. It is. It was a gorgeous game back then, and it still stands up now. But it's like uh, that game stresses me out once I get to once I get to the third stage. It's oh, like but, it's it's yeah. like it's like all of a sudden it's like hey here's your ass you know <laughs> here we're heading back to you <laughs> it turns into battletoads where you're on the bikes and you yeah. have the your eyes like squint or they phase out it's just like uh yeah um I, I, which is weird because Atari published it on the GameCube. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this, is this the best game that Atari has published? <laughs> Question mark, shrug. If so, uh, but yeah, I, I think you know, I try to diversify. And if you're going, like I said, if you're going to stay in one kind of genre, uh, then do it. Like, and, and yeah, yeah, I've I've actually thought of, I've I've actually. Th- 
I, I've actually, I, I've, I, you know, I was given the advice of finding your 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 niche or whatever, and I'm thinking my niche is like if you look at my library of games, I have like a million games, and that's an exaggeration, but I have a ton of games that I've bought and have played just the intros to and and you know it's not even that i moved on because i don't like the games it's just that something else has come along that's actually gotten my attention more so i'm thinking of being of doing something called the late gamer series which basically is me playing games that i bought and have never beaten and that might wind up becoming part of my stream because because and and also i might have nostalgia nights because uh we were talking about saints row on the last podcast yes and i i i i kid you not like um like i bought i bought saints row three saints row three and four technically it's four but they call it something else like it's not saints row four um but i bought uh the dlc for saints row four no no no, uh was it saints row four i thought they i thought saints row i thought the fourth saints row game was called something else it wasn't actually called saints row four it was called saints it's, it's saints rows four Okay. And then and then they separated the DLC. The Get Out of Hell was was yeah. was basically DLC for the game, but they made it a separate game, kind of like yeah. kind of like how the infamous uh, Halloween game was yeah. technically DLC, but it was a whole game by yeah. itself. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. But yeah. Like I've got nostalgia for a whole bunch of games. Like that's technically why I'm doing my Mass Effect thing. I've got nostalgia for that. Mass Effect is probably one of the greatest sci-fi games that I've ever played. That I've ever played across all the consoles, and that says a lot because I'm a Metroid fan. uh but you know mass effect i think i think i think the reason why mass effect resonates with me so so much is because mass effect just appealed to my my trekkie side like you're basically shepherd if shepherd is basically jim kirk and jack bauer rolled into one person pretty much yes (laughs) pretty much yes I, I uh, just got to give you a hint of standing <laughs> ovation for that one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and so, so you, and basically, it's one of those games. Bioware did a very good job of trying to get it to where, like, your decisions made, you know, your decisions ultimately counted for something. Of course, you know, here's, here's, here's a, here's a gamer's opinion about why Mass Effect Three did not, did not do it for the gaming community. The way the way it was supposed to, the, and when I say the community, I mean the fan base, is because you put all this blood, sweat, and tears across three whole games to like to like get an outcome a certain way, and then ultimately it was down to pick a pick three. <laughs> it, Pretty much, yes. It was it was down to a pick three, so everybody everybody felt cheated. But you know, here's here's the thing about it, and I think and I think the reason and I think the reason why I looked at it differently is because I didn't play the games as they came out over their development cycle. I played them all in one shot when the trilogy came out. So so and and I didn't even look up I didn't even I didn't even know when I started the trilogy, I didn't even know about the fallout behind behind the ending for Mass Effect three, the ending that, that tied up the whole series. Yeah. I didn't know about it. Uh because once I realized, hey, there's a trilogy coming, they're gonna put all three games out at once. I stopped looking at I stopped looking at content. I didn't want any spoilers. So um so I think the reason why I had a better time with the Mass Effect trilogy all the way through its conclusion than the people who were invested for all those years from two thousand seven until from two thousand seven till what was it, twenty sixteen when the last game? No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 2007 uh, 2007 was the launch maybe started, 11 or 12 mm. yeah i started working yeah i started working for my i started working for my current job now in 2013 so yeah i think 2012 
that's not right then. When did Mass Effect 1 come out? I said 2007, right? Mass yeah. Effect, Mass Effect 1 came out, had to come out earlier than that. Because it had to be on the 360, and the 360 came out to, I think, 6? Mass Effect was 2007. Mass Effect was 2007. Because I think 2 was 8. Um, and then... Huh. Because I think I think two was eight or nine, ten. I mean three was ten or eleven, and then okay. like Mass a Effect, year after. Mass Effect two came out in two thousand ten, and then Mass Why did it feel shorter? Yeah, it feels it feels shorter than and Mass Effect came out in two thousand twelve. Mass Effect three came out in two thousand twelve. Okay, okay, now I'm remembering correctly because Mass Effect two came out on PC and and Xbox, and then and that's then six, it. And then six months later, they ported they ported Mass Effect two for the PS three. Three, gotcha. Yeah. And then yeah. Mass Effect three simultaneously launched for all three platforms. You know, in twenty twelve. Yeah. And then and then if you held out and if you held out like a year later. The trilogy came out, and they put all three games in one box. And, yes. And, and and this is and this is why I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? With this whole Final Fantasy VII remake thing, I'm thinking it it I benefited from playing all three games at one time in one box. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if they're if they're gonna milk this Final Fantasy thing the way it is, I think I might just wait for that one definitive edition. That's sixty dollars. If it's sixty dollars, because the rumor is like PS Five and X and Xbox Series X games are going to be seventy bucks. That's yeah. the rumor. And and the, and the thing about the thing about the Final Fantasy one is that Xbox is not getting the games all of next year. Yeah, like it's it's PC, locked out PC, of it. So PC PC has to wait too. Like I think PC I think Xbox and PC are getting it at the same time. And and you know what though, if Xbox and PC get it on Game Pass though, ooh. You mean tell me I just spent five dollars and I just got a sixty dollar game? <laughs> how do you think I got? How do you think I got Streets of Rage? How do you think I got Gears Five? <laughs> you know, but I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. Yeah, I don't even own an Xbox. <laughs> you own Windows Ten. That's good. Like they said, they don't. Microsoft don't care what platform you own. Whatever you can play yeah. at. They and they the, get in their money. That's, that's what it is. They want the saturation. You know, um, I, I was explaining. I was explaining to someone um, about like how Windows 10, like technically you can still get Windows 10 for free. And I'm not even talking about pirating. Like, like there are still ways to get Windows 10, a dedicated license, act, fully activated through Microsoft without spending the $200 price tag for 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 Enterprise and Pro Edition or the one. I think the 129. I'm not sure how much you know that that sad. I'm putting. I'm, I can't even remember the numbers when I sell this, the product <laughs> as as a vendor for my for my company. But you know what I'm saying though, yes. uh, because Microsoft is moving to what's called uh, to what's called software as a service. That's why we have Game Pass, because they'd rather have your residual your 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 residual income twenty four seven versus just a one time shot. Because I mean, you know, like look, I still know people who are on Windows Seven, and we all know Windows Seven. You're supposed to be off of that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. So mainly just uh, yeah, diversify your content. Find you know, figure out. Figure out your center. Figure out what you want to do, and and don't deviate from it too much. If something you are doing is definitely not getting you viewers or is actually running viewers away, 
tweak that, but don't, but don't just, don't just, don't just be fake. Don't just be fake. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't fake, I can't fake these crazy, like, I, you've seen some of these idiosyncratic people out there that are, that are so animated. Like, like, oh, for example, Markiplier, I know Markiplier, that is his personality. Yeah. I can't, I can't fake that. I mean, yeah, I have, I have situations where I get goofy, like, you know, like, for example, that whole Safi Jiva thing in Monster Hunter. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> what in the, you know, I, I got goofy. I was like, what is happening? You know, stuff like that. But, you know, uh, you know, it's not something I can keep on 24 seven. And I think Kami Jace also said that too on, um, on the other podcast. He's like, he's like, yeah, I can't keep that on 24 <laughs> yeah. seven. Um, so yeah. See, before we go on, did you see all the thirst that everybody was having for Markiplier when he had his shirt off? He was and, in the pool. And you know what? And you know the sad part is, like I was like, I've been knew this. <laughs> this is like, ooh, what? If, what's, like what? If, I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he's like he's like he's like half Korean, half Greek or something. Like yeah. I mean that that's like, shoot, that's like that's like whatever. Um, cause uh, that that's that's a freaking genetic cocktail. Like I like I have no business knowing, you know. <laughs> This is like man, like uh, like Everest. your parents, your parents made a beautiful baby, <laughs> right? Everyone's like, oh, he's so hot, oh, he's so sexy. I was just like, like I'm, like, I'm like, we've been new, <laughs> right? We knew this end. I'm, I'm like, look, you know, here's some problem, flavor. The, I'm just the like this. Is, <laughs> oh, the, the problem is they're they they only see Marky Plyer like in like little clips when he has like crazy like blue and green blue pink and green hair and stuff like that. Right. So so that that whole that whole persona is throwing them off throwing them off and stuff like that. It's like a it's like have you watched him play Five Nights at Freddy? Like shoot, sometimes you see him in just tank top and then it's like uh what's going on in the game? <laughs> I'm just like here's some flavor eight tropical punch. <laughs> Oh wow! You, you do like, Don't get me wrong, Mark Player is hot as ever, but I'm just like, like you said, we been new. Y'all just now getting thirsty. I'm like, yeah, Mark, we, we how, got, long Mark, I, how long has Mark Player been a thing? He's been a thing for like six, seven years now, and, yeah. and folks just and he's always and he's always looked like that. <laughs> yes, he he used to he used to be he used to be mainly a YouTuber. And he used to do he used to do the same like shock stuff, but you know not anything as offensive as like Shane Dawson and some of those knuckleheads. You know, yeah, I just called yeah I just called Shane Dawson a knucklehead because let's let's face it, you know, like anybody with some common sense would know better than some of the stuff he did. He he he's done. You know, it's just like <sighs> I got back on social media stuff stuff now. Uh, uh, wow, <laughs> but here. Here's the other thing, you know, and this also goes to advice, advice for streaming. Don't, don't go out and be offensive just because you think it's funny. Don't do that. Don't do that. The reason why is because it's not because you might offend the wrong person, but it could be that you offend the right person and all of a sudden legal action comes behind you. No, yeah. just just pay attention to how I said that. You didn't offend the wrong person. You offended the right person. You offended the person who actually had something to lose. You know, so just take that into account. So, you know, you know, like, yeah, you can be funny. You can crack jokes and stuff. But, you know, if you feel like you may need a filter, it's easier to not live stream it, but record it. And then you can go back and review your content before you put it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is, that, actually, that's the best advice. If you want to have longevity, you don't even need to have like a million, a million subs or followers and stuff like that. If you want to have longevity, just be genuine and just just have to have a good time don't 
don't don't go out there and try and shock people to death. Don't don't go out there and try to be like the next big thing and just be dis, uh, you know, ungenuine or fake or whatever. And you know, you're you're basically a caricature of of, of ninja or a caricature of uh, who's another who's another big big uh, game streamer uh, or Shroud. Um, Shroud, who's, yeah. Who's another who's another big uh, big one? Um, At the what Doctor was it Doctor Doolittle whatever his but he got promoted. Oh well, oh, yeah. You know what the sad part is? I didn't know who that was until until he got banned. And I then, knew him because of the E3 thing. I knew about him, but I didn't check his streams and stuff. And I'm just like, no. Oh, have you heard about all the stuff going on in the fighting game in the FGC right now? Which with, with Evo or with uh uh. I I know about evil. With the people um, putting their hands, with the people putting their hands on little kids. That was evil, right? Evil oh, was, was some. Evil was some of it, yeah. <laughs> evil, evil. I know evil was with the guy they like who. who yeah, yeah, yeah. Was in high yeah. position, they let him go. Yeah, they let um, him go. Yeah. I think there were some players, but I cannot. Mm-hmm. I know. I know there was problems in the, the Smash. Problems Smash in the community Smash. has a problem. The Smash community has yeah. a problem right now with uh, I'm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they're pedophiles, but they but but folks are doing stuff they had no business doing with 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 fourteen year olds. Okay, see that part I don't know about. I thought it was that people were hitting on other streamers that was at Evo or was at on doing well, Smash and there well, was like all, DMs and stuff. Well, there's always that because I mean, didn't we hear something? Didn't we just hear some allegations uh, behind the uh, Angry Joe? Yes. Yeah. And um and Angry Joe was doing stuff that was, I'm not saying he was based on everything because I because I've I've read three different things from three different women and they're all saying it wasn't that he was doing anything that was like that was like reprehensible to them but it yeah. was, but he was doing things that made them absolutely uncomfortable like stuff like 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 in, introducing them at conventions and stuff like they were his girlfriend stuff like that you know just inappropriate yeah. stuff you know. And um, that the anchor drug one came out of nowhere because I nowhere. didn't realize it. I didn't realize it to the guy from Review Tech USA. Uh, yeah. So he started saying stuff. Yeah. Like the the only last thing that I know that was a big thing with any kind of YouTuber was Pro Jerry because that mess was a uh, that mess was a one life to live, aka one cigarette to smoke. Kind of yes. ghetto drop. I was just like, what is going on? And then I guess. Everybody felt like the truth and stuff came out, but I'm just like, I don't even care. I'm like, first of all, you, ha- I could understand, you know, when you have marital problems, you have marital problems, and I don't know why everybody brought all of this, all their other stuff up so late to get confirmed yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That was that. My thing was this: Why did you not get a divorce first before you started marrying, messing with this other person? Yeah. You know, and it's just like when, why everybody jumped on you and got a, got got suspicious is because you blocked your wife. First of all, <laughs> I can understand you. What I can't understand is where you're blocking the wife and y'all still live together, and you blocked <laughs> her before everything came out. Mm-hmm. So everybody is everybody is watching the drama unfold and having and getting their lives because it's drama, you know, and it's just like you you shut down so everything could die down before you said something. But the thing about this, you brought all of this stuff upon yourself, 
And True. you knew that when you are a content creator and you're doing stuff like this, you got to be aware of what you're doing. You just got to. Now, everybody can say anything, anybody who know me and say, and I'm not perfect neither, but I'm not going to be doing stuff on the level that Pro Jerry and some of these other people do. That's that that that's the kind of level of just like what are you doing <laughs> true yeah you know what can i say oh but continue to go ahead or should um, we just ready to end this <laughs> actually i think i think we said everything um yeah that's yeah that's that's the advice I, that's the advice i give to the to new people out there um definitely i'm not a pro but you, you can definitely ask me questions and things like that like i said Hit me up on social media. Um, I'm on Twitter at EXODUS803, XS803, which is also my gamer tag. If you catch me on PlayStation, yeah, that's my gamer tag, so you can actually friend <laughs> me on that as well. Um, it's also my Xbox ID um, as well. So, But, you know, like I only play – the only time I see my Xbox ID live is when I'm playing games, like live games on PC. Yeah, uh, at the, uh, it'll, it'll actually show that you're playing on PC in the yeah. thing, uh, which I have to add you. I don't have you on PlayStation, Switch, or Xbox. So. Actually, yeah, um, yeah, Switch is XS03 too. Yeah, um, and um, and yeah, my Switch, my Switch actually does get to, get get to air its legs out every now and then. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, had talks it right just saying that. Yeah, good talks. Yeah, as a matter of uh, fact, as a matter of fact, my Switch will definitely get more. My Switch will definitely get more um more appeal. Whenever, whenever Nintendo decides to start porting some of, some of the DS games over, like I mean, like hey, I'm waiting for Monster Hunter Stories, or uh, I or... love that game for 3DS. Mhm. Yes, yes, I love that game, and I kind of I, I I wanted to work on Generations, and I got to get back to it because I jumped off everything. I was working on Generation, then I touched World, and got stuck back on World. Just da- just down world, just down world. <laughs> I was just like this. Dang it, Leron is right. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even bad. To- I'm not even bad talking generations. But the problem is, like, once you get the world, like, you actually have to. It's you actually have to make. You actually have to make a decision at that point, mm-hmm. because because in the interviews with the Monster Hunter developers, they said Monster Hunter World is the game they've been trying to make since the first game. Yes. Yeah, and and you know what? If you've been playing the game as long as I have, because I've been playing the game since the first game, it was like it it Monster Hunter World. You turn it on, you start learning learning the learning the 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 real world gameplay of it, and I was like, man, this is what I wanted this entire time. You know, you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to be healing yourself out there, and your guy stops stops middle of a run, swing he swigs his potion, and then does a does a muscle flex. <laughs> to get his power back you know stuff like that you know while the monster is still like trying to like eat you alive and stuff like that you know uh you know um so it's just it's just this is those once you once you get used to monster hunter world style you're gonna have a hard time going back to the going back to the legacy series because i i tried it for a while like i bought my switch and the first game i bought was monster hunter generations mm-hmm. and and but I've been playing. I've been knee deep in uh, in Monster Hunter World for months. So I got on there and I was like, "Yeah, I remember how to play." But now I don't want to play. 
and the only saving and the only saving grace was the only saving grace was like when i bought the game at the time like the game the game was on sale for twenty dollars when it's still normally sixty bucks like i don't know it was like it was like it was like i don't know it was like the like the stars aligned or something it was like oh LeBron's buying a switch let's make sure monster hunter is affordable (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah so so i went looking and i was like okay like i'm gonna walk out of here i knew for sure i was getting bayonetta because i wanted bayonetta too Oh, I love Bayonetta too. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, and that way I would have got two games, you know, one purchase. So I was like, I was already headed to the curve. I'm like, I'm gonna spend sixty bucks for a game. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get two games. You know, even though, even though I already, even though I already had Bayonetta for PS3 and I have it for PC. <laughs> that's a, that's another problem I have. I will buy a game multiple times. Uh, like you, you don't want to, you don't even want to know how many times. I, I already. I already told you that I own Monster Hunter World on Xbox and PS4. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Do you know how many times I bought Street Fighter Alpha 2 and Alpha 3? Let's think Let's think about this. Street Fighter Alpha 2 came out on PS1. Bought that word. Yep, bought that. Then it came out. Then it came out on Sega Saturn. Then it came out on Sega Dreamcast. Then it came out on PS2. Then it came out in a collection on PS3. Yes. <laughs> That's just Street Fighter oh, Alpha 2. That's, oh, just yeah. Street Fighter Alpha. That's just Street Fighter yeah. Alpha 2. Alpha yeah. 3. Alpha 3 came out on Dreamcast. Did yeah, it come I'll, out? Yeah. It came out on PS1. It came out on PS1 also. Um, yes. It came out. It, it Basically, it did the same. It did the same tour. PS1, Saturn, Dreamcast. <laughs> Right, because yes, I, because I, I collection. Right, because I did Alpha, t- I think I did Alpha Two on PlayStation One, but I did Alpha Three on Dreamcast, and then I did Street Fighter Third Strike on Dreamcast. On Dreamcast, yeah. As a matter of fact, I my my, my friends, my friends just call me Capcom because because uh, during the PS One days of of, uh, of 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 video games, every Capcom game that came out, if it was a fighting game like Rival Schools, Street Fighter, it didn't matter. I was buying it. I was buying it because uh, Capcom could do no wrong back then with their fighting games. To me, to me, I'm not saying I'm not saying everybody else felt the same way, but to me, it was it it was an honor and a privilege to be able to spend money on any of the Street Fighter games or any of the other universe games and stuff like that. Resident Evils, uh, I bought. I know. Um, let me see. I didn't buy that many versions of the first Resident Evil game, but I did buy multiple versions of Resident Evil Two because Resident Evil Two was my favorite game back at the time. I beat Resident Evil 2 renting it on the N64. I beat the um I beat Resident Evil 2 on the PS1. Um and then um and then I got the uh I got the re-release of it when they when when they released the DualShock edition. Mhm. Uh, I got the re-release of it and then I got it again. I didn't get the Nintendo 64 one cuz there's no way I was spending spending $80 for for a cartridge. Oh, I spent $2 on it because it was called uh Monday Rental at uh at our local <laughs> rental store. And it was two dollars on a Monday for three for three days, and I beat Resident Evil two within those three days. And then I, I bought it, I and mean. then I bought it, and I bought it again on on, on Dreamcast. And then See, my my Resident Evil journey is weird because I did the original Resident Evil one when it had the big cardboard box yes. at Montgomery Ward. Yeah. Yeah. When they were selling, I was seventeen. I, I was had that. Buy and ready game. And, yeah. by the, and by the way, what was what was Sony thinking with those big freaking cases back then? Oh, I have not one idea, <laughs> not a one. Shoot, Literally not one. Shoot, nowadays you're lucky if you can get a disc. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so I beat that. I beat 
RE1 on PlayStation, be RE2 on N64, be RE3 on uh, Dreamcast, be Resident Evil 4 on uh, on GameCube, be Resident Evil 5 on PS3. I own Resident Evil 6 on Xbox One because I never beat it yet. Um, I have oh. seven on. I have seven on uh, Xbox, and I have RE two and three remake on Xbox One, which I need to get into and finish. I've got, um, I've got, I've got the RE two remakes on on PC. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you saw me playing the yes. Resident Evil three. Like, uh, did you did you see me? I I played I played it in chapter. I played it in acts. Like Act one was uh, Act one was the beginning of the game until you switched with Carlos. Act two was. Carlos and the and the whole situation with the hospital and Act yeah. Three was and Act Three is when Carlos after Carlos cures Jill and that's that's the finish of the game. So technically, I did those three acts in three days, three days over plate of of, uh, of streaming time. So th- across three different days, and um and I recorded all the content too, uh because I was going to be I was going to be doing my own retrospective of it because uh because I feel like I feel like I feel like the community are mad at re- the Resident Evil Three remake for all the wrong reasons. I really, f- they're they're upset because of contents missing, like the clock tower and the cemetery. But here, here's my thing mm-hmm. about it: y'all really want to fight that damn worm? No, no, I don't. No, y'all really, y'all really want to fight that damn worm? Not once, but three uh, times. Y'all really want to oh, fight that thing? No. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the clock tower. What? Well, okay, here's my thing. Okay, so technically, the situation that happened to Jill in the clock tower in the original game, technically, it happened to her when she fought him in the bus depot. Uh, yes. She still got infected. Let me ask you, which one was the better fight, in my opinion, in your opinion? It wasn't the clock tower fight. It was the it was mm-hmm. the it was the fight where where Nemesis was like hunting you down like a dog in that in that in that arena. Yeah. You know. So I feel like and 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 I feel like people were just mad at the game. Now I do now I do believe that there were some things because um because I I followed the development history of Resident Evil two and three. They actually I feel like they I. They didn't admit it this, but I feel like they were trying to make a master suite, Resident Evil Two and Three, because the events of Resident Evil Three and Resident Evil Two intertwine. Like, like, okay, we play Resident Evil Two first, but Resident Evil Two takes place in the middle of Jill's trying to escape of Raccoon City, so her adventure technically starts first, and then Leon and Claire, sh- I mean, Leon I and Claire show up. Of them, I thought both of them was running at the same time. They that- are, con- they are concurrent. As a, they are concurrent, actually. Uh, but uh, but but Jill's actually started first because you gotta remember the the Raccoon City was already was already out of control when Leon and Claire showed up. When like, they when they when they uh destroyed the mansion. Um no 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 you're, uh no 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 okay. no 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 Resident Evil uh, Two when Leon when Leon and Claire were coming into town oh the okay outbreak, the outbreak had already happened uh the outbreak had already happened and and it wasn't until Resident Evil 3 came out that we find out that that Jill had been trying to escape the city 2 days prior to to the situation in the police station okay yeah yeah which is you know so so basically when you look at the inter- information for development for all those games um mm-hmm. it actually seems like it actually seems like um it actually seems like what they were trying to do was create a master collection that would have been basically like Resident Evil Chronicles, Resident Evil Two and Three Chronicles, where you would play both of the games in the same in the in the same series, you know, at once. Um, it would it would bounce you from it would bounce you from Chris to Leon to Carlos to Claire, 
Back to back to back to back to Jill. Oh, that's it, Chris. I meant Jill. Uh, mm-hmm. The game would start with Jill. The game would start with Jill. Eventually, it would it would go. Eventually, it would get to a point where you switch to Carlos, and then eventually you get to a point because um, remember, uh, Carlos starts and they see Brad as a zombie before they get into the into the police station, and Marvin just got bit. And then Leon is supposed to show up, and Marvin is in the process of being of being transformed, but he's still yeah yeah yeah. So okay. you see, so yeah, it all makes it all makes sense when you look at it. But the problem is, is that um is that is that Capcom was probably looking? They're probably trying to because because uh, you know we all got to think about how like how like how like companies make their profits and stuff like that. Resident Evil Two was more complete than Resident Evil Three was, so the two games got separated, and that's how that worked. Okay. Um, you know, and then um, and then it got to a point where they were like, because um, I think they kind of I think they kind of backed themselves into a corner. They thought that Resident Evil 3's development was going to be was going to be ready when it was, because remember it was like we just put Resident Evil 2 down. They are they announced Resident Evil 3. But then they released Cove. Did Cove Veronica come up before Resident Evil 3? No. Wait, wait. Are you talking about? Are you talking about back then? Oh no. So what? Yeah. So Resident Evil Three. I think follow after two. Cove Veronica came to Dreamcast, but then yeah. they also ported Resident Evil Three to Dreamcast. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So I think I think I'm gonna get back on making my retrospective. I just gotta get. I just gotta write a script and start recording voiceover um but i think i'm gonna do my retrospective on resident evil 3 because i i, I want to talk about it because resident evil 3 is one of my favorite resident evil games uh in, from from the old school days in all honesty resident evil 3 remake did nothing wrong for me it didn't uh i don't i don't miss the clock tower scene i sure as i sure as hell don't miss the grave digger and oh the other thing that people were complaining about on resident evil 3 is you remember the you remember the the choose your own adventure sections where like sometimes like what for example when you first met nemesis yeah uh and it was like what are you gonna do are you gonna are you gonna fight the monster or are you gonna escape stuff like that i'm sorry people mad because that stuff is gone that disrupted the flow of the game resident exactly. evil 3 these remakes of resident evil 3 made them more action oriented and stuff like that and that would and keeping that into resident evil 3 would have disrupted the flow of the game in my honest opinion because because it would have gave you a chance to exhale for a second and you want to keep the action up you know so like in Resident in the Resident Evil 3 remake when Nemesis is chasing you that feels like a big deal because that sucker he hits you twice you're dead. Yeah, the the Nemesis in uh RE3 uh remake Don't play smarter, around. He's smarter, he's faster, he's definitely stronger, especially when he starts mutating. He's definitely stronger. Uh yeah. And and you're not safe in the safe rooms. Like he will bust into some of the safe rooms. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, but it's another thing where I feel like gamers are just too entitled. You know, like they want they want Resident Evil Three, but they want Resident Evil Three their way. Well, everybody will have Resident Evil Village whenever they decide to release it. In hey, hey, hey! But you eight. know what? That's a that's a new game. Like they they won't have any expectations because they won't know what to expect. <laughs> uh, all they all they will know to expect is that Chris is in it and it's first person shooter. <laughs> I'll just gotta get ready for it. But everybody, that is going to be our one v one. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out more boss rush content at bossrushgames.com and on our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, LeBron, thank you for coming on, uh, nerding out with me. Hey, just I was, having I was glad to be here. I was glad uh, to be here. 
Thanks, man. Thanks for the, thanks for the invite again. I feel like eventually I might become part of the family or something. <laughs> you, you, uh, we're not often. Oh, and special shout, special shout to Corey. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the, uh, for the, for the special shout out he gave on Twitter for, uh, for, uh, for con- for content creators, and I think it was actually content creators of color. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that shout out. Like, uh, like, man, it was it was crazy. Like, oh, I got tagged in something. Oh, I got tagged in something big. Thank you for that, Corey. <laughs> Uh, but everybody have a great week have a great weekend uh, as always let's continue to play video games and be better to one another with that we will see you next time on 1v1 bye everybody alright bye So I'm going to it, I'm, I'm going to mute my phone. Well, not mute my phone. Put it on vibrate. Because you don't need to hear, be hearing my wacky uh, ringtones. <laughs> Which is your ringtone? Uh, it's actually I. Well, before Samsung changed how they did everything, uh, uh-huh. uh I I typically just took uh, just took various tracks from video game soundtracks and stuff and and clipped them and turned them into 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 um into ringtones. Yes. And, and I'm I, I I love music games. Uh, I I can't tell you the amount of music games I played uh, throughout the I'm ages. So happy, I'm so happy for to hear this. Come on, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. Even before we start the show, I was already recording, so I want to hear this because I'm happy now. Yeah. So I was using a. I, so my ringtone is actually a, a uh, is actually from uh, DJ Max Technica. Uh, <gasps> Um, it's uh, what's the the name of the song is called Signalize. Uh, it's one of my favorite tracks. And um, and on the on the PS Vita version, that was the first version I heard I heard it on. Uh-huh. You actually had to, you actually had to unlock that song. It wasn't just one of the songs that was naturally on the playlist when you first started it up. Uh, where notifications uh, sound? Here we go. Ringtone. Yeah, Signalize. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't know. Like it may sound really bad over over here, but uh. Or might not play at all because phone's on vi- on vibrate. <laughs> Let's try that again. Oh, Laron, I can't hear you. now go ahead speak can you hear me now yes i hear you now okay uh looks like when i was adjusting my microphone just now uh i freaking i i partially unplugged it oh (laughs) so i think what i need to do is i need to redo how my cable is so that doesn't happen in the future i was turning my thing like this no that was me which is which is ridiculous because the it guy is supposed to be on top of this stuff Uh, (laughs) Where did I where did I blank out at? <laughs> you blanked out. You was playing the music and then you it blanked out and then you started speaking. I couldn't finish oh, okay. the song. 
Okay, well, well, just to follow up on that, like after I stopped the song, I was just saying that uh, that if you go through my my ringtones on my phone, it's basically stuff that I added added in from various different video game soundtracks. I've got stuff from Tekken, from Tekken Tag Tournament, Tekken Seven on there. I've got ah. I've got I've got DJ Max. Um, I've got a few songs from uh, Beat Mania 2DX, and um, and I even have a, I even have a couple of tracks from one of my favorite PS1 games, a game called Einhander. <gasps> Square Enix, Squaresoft, yes. the Square shooter. That off. game was hard as ever. It was. I. You know what? I will. I will. I will go ahead and make the confession right now. I. I can never beat that game straight. I had to use a game shark to beat that game. <laughs> I couldn't get past the first level, and it was just. I. I don't know why it was so difficult. Wait, wait you couldn't get past the first level? No. I could get. I could get. Okay. Um. That game has seven stages. If yes. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, let me see. Stage one was a city, and I got through the subsection of that to the boss. Uh, stage two was um stage two was a train was a, was a train area. Um, I got past all that. With, with, this is without a game assist. Um, stage three. Stage three, I cannot remember. Uh, stage three, you started going underground. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I started getting getting my behind handed to me. But um, but where I really, but if I was really lucky and fortunate, I could make it to stage four. Which stage four was um, stage four was like another city, another city yes. area. And uh, and that's that they it was like they threw everything, including the kitchen sink, at you at that point. It, it's it's so weird because it was I think to me personally was one of Squaresoft's first. Um, non RPG game that I could remember. It was, I, one of, I know. it was one of the few. Yeah. Well, actually, it was. It was the. It, if I'm not Since, mistaken, it was the only game of that genre that Square has ever done. In my, if I'm not mistaken, they did um a racing. I think they did Rat Racer for Super Nintendo. Okay. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. For NES. NES. Wow. Wow. That far back. Yeah. Square SquareSoft did some. Um, different games before Final Fantasy and Rat Oh yeah, Racer I do remember was... that. I do remember that because actually the history of Final Fantasy is uh, the reason why it's called Final Fantasy is because that was really like Square's last hurrah. They yes. nothing they nothing they had done had gotten any popularity or any or, or, or any notoriety, and it was getting to the point where the investors were going to pull out. So Final Fantasy comes out. And it and 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 they they jokingly named it Final Fantasy because it would be the final game that they ever release, uh, and they didn't have a, a specific name, so it's just a fantasy title, so Final Fantasy. And and look at it now, there's like what thirteen, thir- uh, wait, fifteen num fifteen numbered fifteen numbered games, but 15, fifteen numbered games. Two of them are online. Uh, tactics. Uh. Final Fantasy Tactics is my favorite Final Fantasy game. Period. And I never got to play the original PS one. Oh, well, you know what? Well, if you play the PSP version, you know you got you got the better experience, except for that that horrible game lag when you're when you're when mm-hmm. you're casting spells. That's the only thing. And uh and uh the 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 tech geek in me, like I found a uh, I found a way to fix that through uh with uh, using emulators on the PC. Nice, nice. I will say, Saga Frontier though is garbage. <laughs> you know I'm what? Sorry, Square okay, Enix. okay. That the game the, U, the U.S. Garbage. the first one that we got in the U.S. was definitely garbage, but the Saga yeah. Frontier series uh, before it came over here was was actually an amazing series. I remember spending a hundred and some odd dollars to port a, a Super NES cartridge. I remember that. 
Uh, that PS One one was. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was just, I wanted to drink every liquor that was at a bar <laughs> to forget that game. I was just like, this is, this is difficult. Is it really doesn't tell you what you need to do? And it was oh, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like you really couldn't grind that was, or anything. That was a- that was the terrible part about that first one for the PS1. Like it was like it they just they just dumped it out there thinking that you know us got us, us weeaboos in the states were going to know how to play it. You know, yes. even though like it was already like like I want to say it was like four games deep over in Japan. <laughs> I believe yeah, probably so because I think was Soccer Frontier the first one here. The, the, the first one, the, the first one on PlayStation was the first one we ever we'd ever seen over here in, in the America. states. There was no there was no Super NES ones uh, over oh. here in the states. Because we had Secret of Mana, we had Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. we had Dragon Quest, we had, and I don't even think Dragon Quest came to Super Nintendo at all. I think Chrono I think Chrono Trigger is probably one of the games that helped that helped make Square a more household. Like I mean. Because Final Fantasy was so niche back then that you know, yes. like only you know only hardcore JRPG players would pl- were going to play a game like Final Fantasy, especially by the time, let's see, um, Final Fantasy three. So we had Final Fantasy one and two. Well, we had Final Fantasy one that was on what the NES. Yes. And then we had two and three, which were on the Super NES. But three was the three was the one that gained a little bit of momentum here in the states. You know, mm-hmm. which that was Final Fantasy VI, of course, which is probably I haven't played the I haven't played Final Fantasy VII remake yet, but I still I still say to this day that Final Fantasy VI is probably my favorite of the classic Final Fantasy games. I mean, I love seven. My my problem with seven is I played seven to death when it was brand new. Uh, I'm one of those people that actually put like the 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 nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine plus <laughs> hours into it, trying to trying to get doubles of the of the of the materia and, and yeah and get one double of the master materia because you can double every other materia like multiple times, but you can only get one double of the master materia. Uh, yeah, I Final <laughs> Fantasy VII was a period that I. It, it was a period that for me I was just like, okay, yes, this is the new level of traditional RPGs. Even yeah. though the N sixty four had Ocarina of Time, which kind of it was was a new level of action RPGs, but yeah. it was it it, it for three D games in Yes, I know. I know. Me and you had this conversation about Nintendo, but it was just like I think Super Mario sixty four and. Super, I would say Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and the Waybird kind of was the future of how we look at modern games. That is true. As a matter of fact, Super Mario 64, Super Mario 64, in my opinion, is is like the new grandfather of platform gaming because mm-hmm. because Mario 64 did something that that no other game, be, no other platforming game before then had done before, and it actually changed the landscape to make it seem like the world was all around you versus to the left and to the right, or up and down. Uh, yes. And, and I and that's the one thing I will say. As a matter of fact, Super Mario 64 is one of those games that you know I kind of wish they would remaster it, but but not just remaster it. Like build it from the ground up. Give it the super not the maybe not maybe the Super Mario Odyssey treatment, but give it the Super Mario Galaxy treatment. Um, yes. Yeah. Modernize it on that engine because Odyssey is that's a whole nother world you know um and even though odyssey is technically a, a, a you know uh, the continuation of the galaxy series but um but going back to mario 64 that is 
That is one of my favorite. That's one. That is probably my favorite Mario title. Besides Mario Two, and I'm talking about the one that we got over here on the NES, not the not the one that was like the Lost Levels that we got. You know, yes. <laughs> uh, I actually oh. like that one, but uh, but when they did the Game Boy Advance rem- remix of those, that's yeah. when that's when those games got their identity. <laughs> but um, but Mario 64, that's the one that kind of resonates with me the most because they took a lot of chances on that on that one. They took a lot yeah. of chances. They 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 pulled everybody out of their comfort zone. Oh, it was not just going to be running, jumping, and stomping on turtles and and and, and mushrooms and stuff. Now you're going to actually be grabbing. You're going to be grabbing Bowser by the tail and swinging him around. You're going to you're going to be riding on shells down hills and and you know like sniping everybody and things like that. You're going to be shooting things out of cannons and stuff like that. And that was and that was fundamentally, if you look at it, that was definitely Super Mario. That was all the elements of Super Mario, but it was just a whole new interpretation of how you did things in in Mario Land. Yes, and like the analog stick, and and I, and that's why I think like me and Corey was me, Corey and Jesse was talking. I was just like, that's why I give it to Halo for doing analog sticks for consoles for first person mm-hmm. shooters. That mm-hmm. will always be that in the online will always be a staple because of Halo. Yes, for consoles. Um. Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, um, of course, with 3D action and the lock-on system and everything, it's just like you see this now in modern games still. I, the- I got I to gotta tell you something right now. I I think the worst thing – I think the personally, I think the worst thing they did to Legend of Zelda was when they put it into that 64-esque landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did not have the best time like adjusting to that, that which is weird because – I love the link to the I love link to the past. So basically, when when Zelda became became like the the post sixty four era, and then you yeah. had the Game Boy, you had the Game Boy Advance and DS era. I was all about the DS, the Game Boy Advance and DS side because it's it still felt like classic nostalgia, even though they made improvements on that. Um, like Four Swords Adventures on the um wait not Four Swords Adventures. What was the one on GameCube? The one on GameCube where you had to do multiplayer. It was cooperative, but it played just like A Link to the Past. Oh, I think it was Four Swords. Was it Four Swords Adventures? It was just called Four Swords. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Legend of Zelda. Four Legend Swords. Zelda, Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Yeah, because A Link to the Past Four Swords was their was their experiment. They they're yes. like we they're like we're gonna make this new Zelda game, but we're not sure how we're gonna do it, so we're just gonna completely remaster A Link to the Past, which <laughs> works because uh because that is that is. There's something about the Super NES era of games. That's why I'm so upset that the Game Boy Advance or the 3DS never got a port. Or not a port. I'm sorry. Never got a re a re-release of Super Metroid. Nintendo hurt my heart on that one because. And, oh, go and, ahead. And, say what you're gonna say. Say what you're gonna say. I I would tell you why, um, that they didn't do it, um, uh, because Super Me- after Super Metroid was finished a lot of people and i think maybe even nintendo thought the metro series was done because everything you know was everything was concluded after super Me- Me- okay. uh, metroid you know um, I, I i can get that I, I can i can get that but gamecube came along and i think nintendo was just like I think Nintendo probably would have been researching the comments. It was just like, we need to do something with Metroid because no one. I'm like, so Super they came Metroid, out with the so they came out with the prequel sequels that were prime, prime, <laughs> and did and and that was the really thing about it. Everybody was just like, can Nintendo themselves do a first party, not first party, a first person shooter? Well, technically well, Nintendo didn't though. 
Right. <laughs> so Nintendo had to get right. And and the thing about a lot of people don't understand is Japanese players are not big on first person shooters. That's the truth. Cause, yes. Because uh, I think was it Dirt Dirt Cerebe Cerebus? Dirt Cerebus, yeah. For, for yeah, the Final Fantasy one. Yeah. Yes. That was a mess of a first person shooter game from mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Nintendo was just like, let's not take those steps and let's give it to someone or let's hire a company that we can create or which was retro build. studio right retro studio. Retro. yes yeah. and so they took the metroid franchise still made it metroid but still give this western feel to it where it's not it's not a it's a first person shooter but it's not your tra- traditional first person shooter okay here's what I, here's what i know because like me and metroid prime <laughs> <laughs> i have a i have a I, it's like a love story with me and metroid uh metroid because uh, I and I think I even said this in the in the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago the Pride podcast. Yeah. Uh, Metroid is one of those ones that it helped it helped cement my DNA as as a writer. Uh, it was something it was something about Metroid. If you look at if you if you were to give a current like a current young gamer like let's say let's say we 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 toss a, a Metroid cartridge and 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 the and the NES joy uh, controller in their mm-hmm. hand and say play this game it is the most bare bones game by today's standards that you could ever play but back then i remember being a 13 year old kid playing the game and using every ounce of my imagination and and just seeing something completely different than what was just on that screen with that with the with the lady with the slippery mechanics and the and the and the, and the um and the and the and the cannon arm you know yeah. running around jumping over everything you know and trying not and trying not to get hit because like you uh, shoot until you got your first energy tank you could technically get one shot in that game <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh and it was something about it was something about it, it was basically a cavern exploring game and and if, if if it wasn't for all the backtracking stuff i think i think the average person without using any any type of the, of the bugs and the glitches and stuff could still beat that game in under in under 90 minutes <laughs> which is funny because the thing about it is kid icarus fa- followed the same design yes. I think Kid Icarus was first, wasn't it? Was no, that? Metro it, was first. Metro Kid was Icarus first. Okay. Kid Icarus, because Kid Icarus had it where it it jumped from level to level because mm-hmm. it was you go up vertically. Yeah, you go up vertically. Right, get into where you need to do, and then it's the palace, and mm-hmm. then it's the Metroid kind of stuff, and then mm-hmm. it goes back vertically palace stuff. Um, and you had to pay to get your airplane off. Yes, yes, and it. It don't. There's nothing that explains anything about Kid Icarus, but you can figure that game out easier than you can with Metroid. Yeah, I, I hated that demon thing. Like when you hit it and it's like, dee, 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 dee. yeah. <laughs> that every time I hear that, I'm like, ah, and it is it, funny because that music is beautiful. Yeah, but it resonates. Uh-huh. That is is connected to that, and you can't get away from it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's weird. Yeah. Here's the one thing I will say: the NES, the NES definitely did everything to supercharge our imaginations. If you if you had an ounce of creativity in your brain, your mm-hmm. imagination just ran anytime you played any of the NES games, especially some of the more bare bones NES games. It it, yes. it did. Uh, that's why I, I owe it to Metroid, Metroid, and, Metroid and Star Trek are why or why I'm a sci-fi writer. <laughs> Nice, nice. Okay, I will say. Goonies oh, and, and, and Robotech. Oh. <laughs> See, okay. 
let's okay before we get into the album we want let's talk a little bit about rebel tech i have not seen the series because i don't know if i am i supposed to watch rebel tech or am i supposed to watch macross i'm i'm confused here's okay okay so i saw rebel tech long before i ever learned about this thing called macross um but here's here's my feelings about it uh as a rebel tech fan that learned about Macross and eventually saw Macross, Super Super Dimension Century Macross. That's the name of the mm-hmm. series. Robotech, Robotech was a great way of mashing up three different series to make one epic show. Um, now there was a, now Robotech was the 35 episodes of the Macross of the Macross storyline. Uh, there's 36 episodes of Robotech, but that's because technically one episode was like a clip episode. Yes. Uh, uh, but they did a little bit of hocus pocus uh, in it because there's actually some footage from the second series that they snuck into it, but they cut it up in such a way that it felt like it was part of Macross. So that was genius. But um, here's what I would say. Here's what I would say for you. Watch Watch Robotech, the the Macross saga, so the first thirty six episodes. Yes, and then turn around and watch Super Dimension Four, Super Dimension Fortress, Super Dimension, Super Dimension Century Macross. Okay. Watch that, and if you can, watch the English dub of it. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad about the the the, the Japanese dub, but the reason why I'm saying watch the English dub of the of Macross is because yes. you will notice how they tried their best with Robotech to try and like keep most of the original dialogue intact mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's unc- it's uncanny because back then back then that day and age they weren't trying to really preserve the dialogue that much yeah you know but there were certain things you're like okay well this we want to put robotech on for saturday morning viewing so we have to change some things around we will keep the violence in there and we will try to keep the dialogue on track, but there's going to be some parts where we have to co- try to be kid friendly. But they were not afraid of talk of killing people, of talking about death and all that stuff, pregnancies and all that stuff. Uh, they didn't talk about any of the super heavy stuff, you know. But but I remember being a kid and you know like watching Robotech and and I'm like, cool, this is like if GI Joe meets Transformers, and like, whoa, they're killing everybody. Whoa, <laughs> people and, are and, actually dying. <laughs> and and I think they I think they probably continued the series where you was at because they could they canceled it for us because I think we had it on Fox TV at six o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. so I missed it because I I was still asleep and at six thirty I had to get up and get ready to go to school so okay. every time I got up and to watch it or look at it it was just like the credits was rolling but I knew that they yeah. were playing it. I knew that they were playing it in syndication. It was- it was so it was so niche back then because Robotech Robotech premiered in the states in 1985 and uh, and my family was in Germany at the time so we actually got we actually got the complete airing of the Macross saga we got the complete and it's crazy too because somewhere out there there's a pilot because uh, because they they chopped up they chopped up the one movie called uh, it was it was um it was attack of the bionoids which was another macross movie they chopped mm. that up and made it a pilot i remember seeing this people are going to think i'm crazy but i remember seeing this and i remember seeing some stuff that you know like eventually was shown in 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 the macross saga but at the same time it was a compl- some completely different stuff but um we were in germany at the time we got the first 36 episodes and they played the preview for this for the first episode of the Southern Cross series, and then the show started over from the beginning. Um, so it started over from the very first episode of Robotech again, and you know, like we were like, okay, so 
I guess they're not ready for the new for the new season yet, you know. And then the thirty six episodes aired one more time, and that was it. And and I was twelve years old at the time. I was, a, I was twelve years old at the time, and I just happened to be in a bookstore when they were doing their second run of it. And I noticed that I noticed that the bookstore had every Robotech book that I was familiar with. And then they had the, the stuff for the Southern Cross. So I had to make a decision right there. I was like, do I read the books and see what's coming up or whatnot? But then when there was no more Robotech being shown on TV, I was like, I got to read the books. <laughs> so, okay. So I started reading the books. And here's the, here's the crazy part about that. Uh, because Robotech as a whole, the when you combine the three different series that technically were not related to each other – they're actually it's actually 85 episodes total 85 episodes i'm not mistaken um and and they tell a good story but the 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 southern cross series is the weakest of the three series because you've got you've got macross saga you've got southern cross and then you've got the uh then you've got the uh the new generation which has the uh which has the end of it the giant purple crab looking mecha yeah yeah okay um the books, the books not only not only translated it, but they also made things make more. They added enough dialogue to make things make sense that the TV series did not get. That's for uh, so for when it came to stuff, it talked about like okay, you know the, the giant aliens, um, the Zentradi. Yes, they're a warrior class, and they didn't know they didn't they knew there was genders, male and females, but they didn't know what what the what the genders did. The books do a better job of fleshing that out. The books, the books also talked about why the why the Zentradi didn't have sex. They, it wasn't because it wasn't just because they didn't know any better. There was there was like dictates, you know, something in their in their in their racial history that said this does not happen, <laughs> stuff like that. Wow. And yeah, and yeah. So so Robotech. Let me see. Six books, three books, three books. So it was I'm... twelve twelve books for the original 85, 85 episode run, and okay. then. And then, and then they did five additional books. Um, they did five additional books to talk about what was going on from what was going on with the people that we that we met in Macross Saga. Yes. What happened to them? Uh, because they wound up going out in the space and finding the finding the people that created the, the the Zentradi, and a whole new war jumps off on that one. They did five books for that. So, so that's that's seventeen books. Then they created an eighteenth book, and that eighteenth book closed off the entire story. It With ended. The epilogue. It gave it. Of. It gave it a proper ending. And and uh and the and the author the author's name of the entire book series was Jack McKinney, but it was actually two two people that collaborated. Yeah. One of them. One of them. One of them was one of them was the lead writer on it. So he was the one that did all the translations of what we saw on the shows and turn and put and made that, you know, printable, you know. And yeah. there was another guy, he was the consultant for the people who actually did the trans the tr- the translations and the dubbing to help to help flesh out more of the dialogue and the story. So man, an eighteen book saga, which somehow, some way they got they squeezed four more books in because they had they had in betweener books that were like filler between like the th- the three different wars. It, yes, it's phenomenal. Oh, wow. I'm a nerd. I, I'm I'm I, a nerd. No, a, no, no, because <laughs> because I think didn't make cross get a no. I know eventually. Evangelion. Oh, yes. I did not. I wanted to throw a shoe Man. through my TV. I. I hate that main character and his whining. Shindy? I I 
literally because I saw it on on public access here. So I was watching the Vetag- They were playing Evangelion on public access. That's how that's how I, f- I found out man, about that. Man, that's how what, I f- man, what was I? Because I didn't get my first. I I I think everybody got their first taste of Neon Genesis Evangelion at the same time. But man, mm-hmm. like they're playing on public access. I was in the Navy at the time, so I was out yeah. to sea. <laughs> so yeah, so in my area in North Chicago, it was. Uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop, that's how, how I show it. So I went round my half, mm. uh, Evangelion. Um, uh, there was this uh, um, Tench, not, yeah, one of the Tenchi movies I saw. Um, you probably saw Tenchi in Love. Probably so. Was it, I think one, was, was it the one where they went back in time to, to Tokyo and um his and yes. his young mother? Yeah, Tenshi and Love. Yes. That that was actually the, that was actually one that a lot of people saw before they ever knew anything about Tenshi Muyo, and it mm-hmm. actually got Americans into Tenshi Muyo. Yeah, um, Ninja Scroll. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, saw all the manga, the the manga, the manga production stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. There was one. There was um. Uh, and all this was before Dragon Ball even thought about coming to the United States. <laughs> exactly. Um, which they actually showed. I saw. I knew about Dragon Ball because they showed one of the movies first before Dragon Ball came out on public. Of, it got to be. It had to be Tree of Might. It had to be. It probably. It probably was. Um, it was a uh, Echo something something. Project Echo. Project Echo. I seen that on public access and I love that. Uh, there was one. <laughs> what about what about the Dirty Pair? You don't know anything about the dirty pair? Dirty oh. pair. Was that the two girls? Oh, yeah. Like the boobs are always popping out all over. The- well, not, no. not not out, but their boobs were like always like prevalent. It, they I, were, I, they I were know like what, secret agents. <laughs> yeah, I know a dirty pair, but no, they didn't show it. They showed the cop that was screwing everybody. The big the muscle cop. He was having sex with all these women. What is that one? It's a it's a police something. He was a police cop, and he'll go in and like he was this big buff guy due to the danger. And what? then you would catch you would catch him like uh they would bust down the door, and the girl that he saved he was having sex with. <laughs> I have I gotta find this anime, he, and I have to send you the wow, name. Wow, wow, he be getting I, he be he be busting perps and getting the scrump on. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> And here I am as a kid, just like I love anime. I enjoy that. I was seeing everything anime wise before yeah. it became in rotation. Uh because like we only have Robotech, uh pretty much here. Um it didn't come to um uh what was the Ninja Warriors one with the five guys? The running Warriors? Wait, uh, running, run, wait warriors. running Warriors was that four or five? It was five. Oh, so I'm okay. Okay. I think it's fine. Yeah, because Run of Warriors they showed on also on Fox before Cartoon Network got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think some of the some of the going back to Robotech real fast. What uh, back then? What I didn't know about Robotech because I thought Robotech. I knew Robotech was Japanese anime, but I didn't know I didn't know it was a mishmash of three different series put into one. I didn't either. So I remember we came back to the states. We came back to the states and. Uh, and I saw like a promo reel for another Macross series, and I saw the SDF one, and I started flipping out because I was like, "What did they did they did they repair it? What's going on here?" Didn't re- didn't know at the time that it was a new Macross series from Japan. I did not know that. So uh, so so yeah, Macross is a big deal over there. As a matter of fact, Macross Macross is a big deal as Gundam is over there. 
which is crazy yeah. because because as many Gundam series as there are, there is not that many Macross series. But uh, but my next true taste of Macross happened again after I joined the military, and uh, I got to see uh uh it was a um, it was OAV it was a four it was a four part OAV called Macross Plus. Heard of it? Never got to see it. Macross Plus is amazing, and it Everybody was also it, goes it was also crazy for that. Yeah, it was also the first time I'd gotten a taste of Yoko Kano's music. Wow! Yeah, I Yoko, didn't know he did the music there. She, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. And and you gotta think, Yoko Kano. Once I once, uh, Macross Plus was only four episodes. I think I because th- they created a, what was called they re- they created what was called a complete edition of it. Like um, mm-hmm. over in Japan, they released a Blu-ray of it. And um, I think the whole runtime is uh, is just a little over two hours, all four episodes, just over two hours. Because there was uh, thirty minutes each. A little bit more than that, like like oh, one episode. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like forty or fifty minutes, forty fifty minute episodes. Oh, actually, so so actually, maybe it's more than that. Maybe my time is skewed. I, I'll have to look it up. But um, but the music in Macross Plus was so tight. That was the first anime series I ever went out and actually bought the the soundtracks for. And and then years and then and then a couple of years later I hear Cowboy I am watching Cowboy Bebop and I'm like this music sounds so familiar this music sounds so familiar and then watch some ending credits uh music comp- composition Yoko Kano <gasps> and then and then if it couldn't get any better then my favorite new age anime series she did all the music for Ghost in the Shell <gasps> oh, uh, was that is that like a complex standalone complex? Stand- standalone. She did. She did the entire soundtrack series for standalone complex one and two, one and two and the final movie. What standalone complex? The first one is good. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed up on Cartoon Network. Watched. It. I need. I may have to find. May go to Best Man, Buy. Man, when it was, I when, it was when it was on at twelve thirty at night. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. I had, I, know, I I had my snacks. I made sure, and I stayed up to watch because it's so. It's just so like the animation. I was just like, this is too good to be TV animation. Yeah. Well, that's 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 studio that's studio IG though. Like these are the same people who did Evangelion. What did well, they actually 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 actually. actually it's the same. It's the same studio, not the same artist, because the artists, the the, the groups that are doing the trend, they're doing the translation of the Masamune Masamune Shiro stuff. So, mm-hmm. Justin Shell, Appleseed, uh, Tank Dominion Tank Police, uh, Black Magic M sixty six. Those those guys, those guys, they know Masamune Shiro's style inside and out. So when you see that design, you know it's Masamune Shiro right off the bat. So, <laughs> um, but uh. But yeah, man. Uh, the heyday of anime for me was uh, basically Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, Outlaw Star, uh, uh, Standalone Complex. Uh, what's some other? Those are those like the big, big ones. Uh, those, for me. those are the big ones. Um, uh, Akira was mine. Uh, Shinji. What was the one that was in the city with the de- Demon City? Demon City Shinjuku. Shinjuku. I seen. Of course, Vampire Hunter D. I kept falling asleep on Vampire Hunter D. I it did has, not. It has like... it has pacing issues. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, uh. The one with the, who punches people in the head and it blows up. Uh, the North Star. 
Fist of the North Star. That was, the, that, was the, that was the most mega violent movie back then that that kids that age could watch. <laughs> I I seen it and I was just like, this is oh, it's, it's just and it was like it's, basic anime. I guess I was just used to. It. I'm like, oh okay. He, oh yeah yeah yeah. But oh that well, I remember, real life I remember, movie. I remember my parents. I remember my parents being a little squeamish when they when they were seeing all the violence in that one and and, and my and here here's my little little eleven year old behind soaking it up. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was the the four shorts that I got to see, uh, cause one of them was like a circus clown or a circus thing. Uh, it it was a really popular anime. It was like four shorts and stuff, and I think they used to show it before Akira did. Uh-huh. Um, I had to I had to look that up. Um, uh, I'm not recognizing that one. I know when I got my DVD player, uh, uh and you might have seen this on my Twitter page. I was just like, I gotta revisit Metropolis. Oh, oh wow, that's that's one of those ones I've never actually seen it all the way through. But that's that was a masterpiece because oh. isn't isn't Metropolis the same people that did uh what was that what was that the the steam the, the steam thing uh the steam one um um crap because you know Patrick Stewart was a voice actor for that for the English dub of that one was it, oh was it the no was, was it Steam was it Boy was it, was it actually called Steam Boy I think it was called Steam I think Boy. It was Steam Boy yeah yeah. Because they did an they did a movie for that. Aren't they the same? Aren't they the same group that did Metropolis? Um, the, the art style is very di- the art, art style is very similar. Metropolis is because of Astro Boy, from the creator of Astro Boy. Oh, so, okay. Um, okay. okay. They, I'm, getting, I'm getting some things confused then. Yeah, because Metropolis because um the person who did who made uh, um what's his name um. Uh, he was gonna do Metropolis back, I think, back in the eighties or something, but they didn't have the budget, and he ended up passing away. So they went up like when I think early two thousand five, two thousand six, mm-hmm. they went and uh, did Metropolis because it has his style for it. Okay, and it's it, I didn't know that it was based off his manga, um, and it was different. It was different from the movie, but yeah, I was. Thinking of doing an optional opinion about that and just revisit because it's just like it's been years since I've seen this movie. That's ultimately something I'm gonna think about doing with my uh, my YouTube channel soon. I'm gonna start because uh, I'm I'm getting better with like editing and chopping uh chopping videos and stuff. So I'm probably gonna eventually start doing uh, doing reviews for a lot of stuff. Uh, and I definitely want to visit some of my anime favorites and things like that. Um, what? <laughs> While while you were talking about while you were talking about Metropolis though there was another one that jumped in my mind there was another anime that jumped in my mind that I wanted to but, mention it and I've forgotten there was a steampunk one was, but was that two thousand eight two thousand nine it it had new it, it had new animation it didn't it wasn't anything mm-hmm. uh, older but I goodness I remember renting it and I cannot think of it. I think it was steampunk or something like that. I, it's it's escaping me right now. It's escaping me right now. I don't want to jump on. A, I don't want to jump on another on a browser and and start looking it up because then because you know how the you know how the rabbit hole of Google will get you. Um, oh yes, we still haven't recorded the, the show yet. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, no, uh, but go uh, ahead. Uh, hopefully we got a whole bunch of pre real stuff though. Yes. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm, shoot, 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 shoot. I'm trying to. There was one other anime series that it was in my brain while you were talking about Metropolis, and now I cannot remember it. Was it like a robot one? Uh, yes. Kind of like Mars- a power Mars- one? No, 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 no. Oh, you know, I've never, I've never been a fan of the Sentai anime series. I've never been a fan of them. Wasn't it something? Nine, no, not Trade Express Nine Nine Nine. 
which I need to watch because that's the same animators who did uh Daft Punk album. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, um, and I got all my In America right in my closet. I literally, when I bought my DVD player, that's when I jumped into Inter- uh, Inter- Interstellar fifty five fifty five. That was the Daft Punk. Yes. That was the entire Daft Punk Discovery album. Yes, which I love it. Which I love it. I had to, I had to scour the internet to find and download for it. I had for the actual anime, not the because I have all the Daft. Well, I have all the Daft Punk albums up and up until Tron, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't really like uh. I didn't really like uh, um, their their latest one, uh, the, their their last one, random, random something. I, I, I that punk was still making music. They they were like after Tron, they literally went low key. Like I didn't. Oh, no, hear, oh I, no, they made they made the album because uh, remember they had the song with Pharrell, "Get Lucky." There there was an album with that with that with that single. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And I wasn't really a fa- I wasn't really a fan of it, you know. I mean, I understand like their style evolved and stuff, but I wasn't really a fan. I'm, music, modern music is having a hard time selling me, which is why I typically like I'm just like I, I just like I just like house music and 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 like you know the the good the good old fashioned EDM stuff, you know. Um, uh, and, and you know it's not it's not that I it's not that I hate change. I I I love I love when things change and evolve and stuff like that. But sometimes you kind of know how you like you expect something from a certain outfit. And it's not what it's not what they deliver to you, and, and yes. it, it just takes you a while. It, it's still taking me a while to get with that with that latest Daft Punk album. I'm not saying it's bad. It just didn't it just didn't move me. Just like nothing Lady Gaga has done has moved has moved me. Which is funny because Lady Gaga's album and I and I, like I said, this is '90s house music because you probably have you this Chicago's '90s house music. Uh, is different than anything in it. Yes. In, yeah. Anywhere. And like I was, of course, listening to the radio. My sister, because Chicago radio stations was playing it like at five o'clock or at night. And when I started buying house music, I didn't know the difference between ghetto house and hard house. But then I started hearing. I'm just like, okay, this is ghetto house. This is the uh, bang you in the hotel. Come on, trick. Let's get down. <laughs> Eve and all, like all of this get all of this crazy ghetto stuff. ghetto house music. Ghetto house music basically became Atlanta booty music, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then uh, because definitely with ghetto house music, Chicago they would take house, they would take like rap music and mm-hmm. put a like a four four drum beat to it. Because I, yep. I, I told my sister I was uh, <laughs> so because I, I work at Walgreens, I was driving in a white neighborhood. So of course I'm coming here from the hood, and so I'm just like, you know what? Let me play a ghetto house mix. And so I'm, you know, it was begging hoes and hit hit her <laughs> in the head. Come on, and then it's just like uh, That's I eventually part- how we got the trap. <laughs> Pretty much. I, mm-hmm. I pulled up into uh about to make a turn uh onto the street and there's a white like crossing guard. And so I got my windows down, got the music up, and it's like, <laughs> come on, ho, come on, ho, come on, ho, and dance. <laughs> it's just like I'm like, I'm not supposed to be playing this. <laughs> but I don't care. I just feel ghetto hood. Uh but yeah, but then like Hard House I was I was listening to because they had Okay, so they had Master Tracks and the uh the cover to like the Mastercard logo. I oh had, wow! I had Apple Tracks, Tracks are for Kids, um, <laughs> uh, Coco Tracks. Uh, like I had all like all of these the cereal bread and like what kind of like white naming stuff that always had the T R A double X in it. 
And it was just like, okay, this is the that explains house That explains to me, you know what, you saying that now, just, just, it clicks in my head, you know, because uh, you've heard the, uh, you've heard the DJ Jax Jones? Yes. It, it's clicking now when you said that, because like, if you look at, if you look at like when he releases singles, when he releases album, like they all had like that, that like they, the covers like Fruit Loops or like some type of cereal or something. Yeah. But also when you listen to his music though, you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely housey music and stuff like that, you know. And then his album comes out and it all, and he called the album Snacks and I was like, oh man, okay, see it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I, and and I think that's why when I hear going back kind of to like music and games and everything. Mm-hmm. When I'm hearing like Forza Four, Forza Horizon Four, when I'm hearing uh just shapes and beats, um Elite Beat Asian, when I'm hearing all of this stuff, Elite Beat Asian, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, needs to be my husband. I, can I just, I, can, I, I, can I just call you my boyfriend right now? <laughs> like, can we just like announce it on Twitter? Be like, I found my boyfriend. He does in another state. I've been, I've literally been yelling about Elite B ages. I oh want that game to come back so much. God, I, I, need to, I need to find a cart. I need to find a DS cartridge because I still have my 3DS. I need to find a DS cartridge. If <laughs> I find a cartridge, if I find a cartridge in my room, I will send it to you. I still have. You don't have to go that far, <laughs> man. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I love music games, man. So like, so like, so like. Let's sing some of the earliest music games. Um, you know what? Maybe it's time to start recording so we can, yeah. so we can add some of this stuff to the. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you got a whole bunch of B-roll stuff though. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so Corey, when you see all of this, just make this an episode of whatever Must Rush podcast, uh, <laughs> featuring Laurent, special guest. Um, but yeah, let's get sorry, into this. Sorry, I hijacked this. <laughs> oh, this is again. <laughs> this is what we do on I a normal like- basis. I feel like I did that in the last one too, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh I can, no! When I get when I get the nerd out, I can get very ver- uh, verbal. <laughs> we yeah, that's all I got to say. So, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 